pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or kept up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, 
visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail? 
public servants don't uphold the solemn oaths they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. I'd like to sing a song now that I wrote, I think, before I tried to make um, a second comeback. And uh, this, I think, I think I'm basically talking about myself in this one. This is called Wild World. Now that I've lost everything to you Say you want to start something new And it's breaking my heart you're leaving Maybe I'm grieving But if you want to leave, take good care Hope you have a lot of nice things to wear But then a lot of nice things turn bad out there Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. 
I'll always remember you like a child girl. A lot of nice friends out there, but just remember there's a lot of bad and beware. I'll always remember you like a child girl. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. And it's hard to get by just upon a smile. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. And I'll always remember you like a child girl. Fuckers to another edition of True Spiracy, True Spiracy number 79, God's Fingerprints. Yes. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V Lynn. Hello, Patreon. And yes, we are pulling for my birds. Uh, they are losing right now. I was watching. The chickens are winning, though. I know. I know the chickens are winning. Because <laughs> I, I put out what we learned in court on Facebook and just in our neighborhood. We 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 we, doxed, have a, we have a neighborhood page. We right? doxed the neighbor. We did. We did do that because the court doxed him. So I don't mm -hmm. give a fuck yeah, at absolutely. that point. Yep. Guess what? It's game on, bitch. Yep. Bring it. Um. <laughs> and uh, and one of the neighbors was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna get chickens just because the fuck anyone trying to tell me what I can and can't do on my land." Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. my point. Mm -hmm. That's been my point from the beginning. Fuck you. Who are you to judge me? Who are you? You all live your, you know, one of the things I always tell my customers when I go over to their houses, when they tell me, Hey, don't mind the mess. I'm like, dude, you're living life. It's life. Look, everybody lives their lives a different way. Honestly, if, if some people appreciate I, a little clutter and some mess, some people don't. Mm -hmm. She likes clutter and mess. I don't. Mm -hmm. I get frustrated when she doesn't clean up. Mm -hmm. When she tells me, yeah, you can mow the lawn and there's shit everywhere <laughs> in front of me. How am I supposed to mow the lawn when there's shit everywhere? Well, who picked it up? Yeah, I had to get off the tractor and do it myself because- I helped you. Finally. <laughs> after you told me, no, 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 you can mow everything. It's clear. Okay, well, you know, they're big four by fours. Look, bitch, who's been like picking up a 225 pound dog? Get the fuck out of here. I have not. Although I did see the look on your face when I hauled up that 60 pound bag of chicken scratch over my shoulder yesterday, just right off. The I was floor. waiting to watch her go right ass over tea kettle <laughs> no, into the fucking no, just into the hallway. Hauled it up over my shoulder and carried it all the way across the yard to the chickens. He was like, okay, farmer. Go for it. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Respect when respect is given. <laughs> Just saying, fuck. Oh, Jeez. yeah. I, uh, anyway, you know, so, um, God's fingerprints. What are we well, talking about? Actually, today? let's start out with what I wanted to say. Um, go ahead. 
Let me tell you something. If you're out there and you're listening to us, if you're one of those people that's out there going to these protests on these college campuses, that's talking about, <clears throat> you know, Islam and murdering Jews. Let me tell you something. You're not welcome here. First of all, it's not that I support Israel or their nation state or not. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that you don't understand what you're supporting. You're supporting something that if given the opportunity, they would kill you too. So before we get any further, I haven't said anything about this, but I want this to be clear. Understand, I do not support Hamas. I do not support, a two, I don't support a two-state solution personally. Because I understand what it's like to fight against these people. You can't kill a thought. It's very hard to kill a thought. But to carry on like these kids, this generation that doesn't understand what it's revolting against. Look, if you're going to talk about killing Jews, mass whole suicide of Jews, or just murdering a whole people, look, what's going on in Gaza is a fuck around and find out moment. Hamas fucked around. They are about to find out at an epic level. If you all understand the joke about fuck around and find out, then you understand what's about to happen to Hamas and Gaza. And the because guess what? Listen, the Palestinians, even though it's never been a nation state itself, never. it would have never happened had they stopped Hamas, had they told the Israelis that it was coming. It would have never happened. Think about that. This is, look, if the Palestinian people were smart, they would have gotten rid of Hamas a long time ago. They would have said, nope, fuck you, dog. You're out. It doesn't matter. It's gone past that point. There has been a simmering hatred between these people, which is crazy. All right. So I listened to Tim Pool for the first time yesterday in a very long time, like probably over a year. Um, but Since he, he cucked out the last time we saw him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, uh, you know, I, I didn't listen because of him. I listened because... You know, it's funny. I heard that Tim Pool is bringing Clay Clark on a show. Oh, interesting. Um, he had uh, Scott Horton on because he's written a bunch of books about basically going all the way back, right? And he's talking about all of this. And the Palestinian people, the people that they're trying to eliminate, you know, and we read about this well, in the good book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, che go check out your game. And he's got to check the score because um, there's a whole bunch of noise going on. So obviously something happened. No, anyway. So, you know, we're reading about this in the good book, right? When God gives this land to his people, he says, this is your land right here. Go forth and multiply. Be bountiful. So... Some of those people left and they spread across <laughs> Europe and came to America and, you know, fought in all these wars and whatnot. But a lot of those people, most of those original Hebrews stayed right there in their land. And then the Muslims came in and took over and basically told them, you can keep your religion, but you're going to get taxed. If you convert to Islam, you don't have to pay as much of a tax. So they all converted to Islam. But they're still the same people. They are still the ancestral Hebrews that God gave that land to. And their cousins, 
literally their cousins, the Hebrews that fled all over the place, but kept their religion if they weren't infiltrated by the Kazarians or who, whoever knows, are the ones trying to kill them. But at this point, it's gone past that. It, you know, it, I, honestly, there's no, there's going to be no stopping Israel invading. They're already going in to Gaza and they're, they're already starting their invasion. It's kind of been paused. It's not at the level that it's going to be uh, as soon as someone chooses. But um, it's gone past that because now you have students fighting in the streets at Tulane. Mm -hmm. in, you know, and uh, in New York City. I mean, people fighting, literally people fighting in the streets all over the country over this, all over the world over this. So this is my message. This is what I was trying to get to, mm. my message. Good, to you those tell people. your message and then I'm going to tell them what message I got last night. To those people, go back, please. If, if you're not happy here in America and you're pissed off about what's going on, good. Go fight for the Palestinians. Seriously. Put your money where your mouth is. Go fight for the Palestinians. I bet they would love to have you. You know what you, you would be called? You would be called the great white wave. You want to know why? Because when they send you out, they're going to let you die. Because you don't believe, because you're an infidel. Mm -hmm. You, If you're so bold that you can go on a college campus here in America and throw up pro-Palestinian signs and tear down all... Even though you know what this is the crazy part. Everybody knows what happened to the Jews on January or October 6th, 7th or 7th. Nobody wants to talk about it though. Everybody knows what happened but nobody wants to talk about it. Weird. Why don't you want to talk about it? Oh, because that's the reason that the Israelis are going into Gaza. If you don't like it, leave. Just get out of my country. You don't belong here. And I know every other American in here agrees with me. If you don't like it, leave. You don't like being told, no, you can't do that. You can protest all you want, but you can't go around tearing down signs that another group is protesting as well. That just can't happen. We're about free speech here. You want to be free? That's good. But this is not the place to be pro-Palestinian. I'm sorry. We're not going to support Hamas. We're not going to support ISIS. We're not, even though they've already got ISIS flags in New York City, you can in Hamas, have you read what the, I have ISIS flags. I can show them to you. Ones that I've ripped off the wall after I killed the cocksucker who had it. Listen, you can be pro the innocent Palestinian civilians and the Jewish people at the same time without being pro-Hamas and pro-ISIS. Folks, one of the things Eric Haney said, I, I respect it. I do. I actually have a lot of respect for Eric Haney. I, a lot of people don't. I do. I'm not about what he did about selling out what we do. That wasn't, that's not, I, I don't like him for that. Yes. But I do like him for what he said. One of the things he said, if you listened the other day when I played his forward after his book, Inside Delta Force, one of the things he said is ISIS. It's an idea. You can't stop an idea. You, you just can't. 
The only way to kill an idea is kill all the people who have that idea. Think about it. How do you do it? How do you stop Hamas? You can't stop Hamas without killing them all. It's an idea. It's a thought process. That's why the Muslims were so effective during the Crusades. Go read any book about the Crusades. That is why the Muslims were so effective. The Christians couldn't understand that it was a life choice for them. They couldn't understand that that was their, and I don't have a problem with it. Most Muslims are the most peaceful people you'll ever meet. They're the nicest people you will ever meet. However, the far right ones, the ones that are way ludicrous, I mean, way crazy, the ones that believe in Sharia law, that's your problem. That's where the issue is. That's where the crazy becomes fundamental. And that's where the fundamental becomes shooting. That's how I've always seen the Middle East. We are not going to stop what is about to happen. We need to let... Jared, I know you hear me. I'm just going to let you know this, brother. I've known you for a long time. I've liked you, and I've always thought you were a straight shooter. You are going to stay the fuck out of this. I am telling you this for not only you, but your boss. Both of you need to stay the fuck out of this. This is not something we need to be involved in. The only time that we get involved again is when they ask. Israel has not asked us for help yet. They asked for some monetary, monetary support and that's it. Yet some reason we have a whole two, two carrier strike groups sitting in the fucking, and the worst part is I'm saying this and I know you guys understand me. But the worst part is I'm saying this and I know that there are people that don't understand what I'm saying. This is my problem. They are better at hostage, hostage rescue, hostage negotiation, hostage everything. They've been dealing with it longer than we have. They know better than anybody else. They've been doing this shit for years. Let Israel do Israel. We just need to sit back and say, whatever you need, you let us know. Heard that out of Mike Johnson this morning. Mike Johnson, folks, is um, not the Speaker of the House. No? No. No. He is not the Speaker of the House. Then who is? Mike Johnson was elected because Mike Johnson can... It, did anybody watch the Maria Bartiromo interview this morning? Mm, I did not. Okay. I did. I watched it word for word because I was very interested <laughs> to hear what he had to say. Because what did I tell you all? Become results-oriented about politicians. Do not fall in love with politicians. Just become results-oriented. You want to see the result. You know what Mike Johnson said three times this morning in his interview with Maria Bartiromo? That's that. That if we need more time, we've got to get more time when it comes to the budget. That scares me. That scares me. Because, listen, one of the rules that's still in play is, <laughs> what do you think? One person stands up and outs him, he's gone. And he said that that rule has to go away. I disagree wholeheartedly. A matter of fact, I think that rule needs to be turned around. I think that rule should be applied to every state, every congressional district, and it only takes one American to remove a sitting senator or a sitting congressman. 
it takes one American to stand up, file a court case and say, nope, you are not doing what the people asked you to. I think that should be a rule in Congress. Why? We get a lot more done. Because you know what the people agree on? We agree that, look, the government needs to balance the budget. It's not a, it's not a, a falsity. All Americans, it's like a set. Do you know that 71% of us that were polled, of course you weren't polled, wanted a balanced budget this in the last month and this last quarter? Swear to God, 71% of us wanted a balanced budget. Cool. That's 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 a good thing. That means we all agree. That look, it's about time we stop with continuing resolutions. It's about time you balance the fucking budget, put money back in our hands and stop. Cause you know, we're at a 3.7, uh, the, the numbers came out that we're at 3.7% in, uh, inflation rate. And guess what they called it? This was weird because I had to read this article three times. It's a wall street, art, uh, wall street journal article. I had to read it three times this morning. They said it was a strong 3.7% strong. I was like, wait a what minute. What does that mean? What is a week? That's what I said. What's a week? Three point. That's what I was like. Wait a minute. What's a three week one, right? So then I went and read on. This guy goes on to say that this 3.7% means the uptick is up. Everything about this is up. Inflation is going to do nothing but increase over the next quarter. That's what they mean by a strong 3.7 uptick. I was like, Oh, I, I didn't know we put it strong week, you know, in between in the middle. I didn't know that strong we did means that. It's going up weak means it's going to go down. Yes. And I, I had no idea. And so I'm reading this article and this guy tells, he says that like, look, if we're not careful, which we're not 2024, January, 2024, he said, if this trend, the trend that is currently going on, we could see inflation rates at 6.8% by one January. 2024. Oh, that sounds like fun. 6.8% inflation rate. Do you know what gas would cost if you live in California? $24 a gallon for one gallon of gas. Good thing everybody drives electric. But did you know that if you have an electric car, uh, if you include your electric bill and the increase, and especially how that's been going up, you actually end up paying uh, $17.51 a gallon for gas? More. No, no, that would be what the equivalent would be in gas. Oh. To charge your electric car based on the electric prices, um, it, it costs you $17.51 per mile. Uh, the no, other, per, well, per, the equivalent per gallon of gas. The other thing with mm-hmm. Mike Johnson. So have fun with that. Big Mike, um, as I guess I can start calling him Big Mike. <sighs> Big Mike Johnson. I, I guess we could do Big Mike. Johnson. That's pretty epic. Um, Except I don't think, I mean, you know, everyone knows he has a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's Whether a cock. he has balls, if he, that's a whole different story. If you go watch, go watch the interview. He's a cock. That's why I know that he's not in charge. He was picked because he represents across the board, the Republican party. He gets along with everybody. That, he's a cock. Right, right there. Somebody who gets along with everybody. That's a problem. That's a problem. Although I do get along with everybody for the most part, except I can't tolerate stupid people. So I guess I don't get along with no, actually that so many people. <laughs> yeah, you don't get along with everybody. So you can't say that. Yeah, that's true. But he's a cuck. I mean, he's from Louisiana. Yes, he's got great right side leanings. I love it. 
don't get me wrong. I'm not against the guy, but he's already let people go home. We got a budget that needs to be balanced and they've got 12 rev, rev, they have 12 resolutions on the floor for the 12 compartments of our budget. Well, they've got like six of them on the floor, seven of them on the floor. Now they've got, um, they're trying to get 12 of them on the floor. So they get 12 separate spending bills. I, Hey, I understand that. I get the theory behind it. Do it. You shouldn't have let people go home this weekend. If you're so serious and you're about taking care of the government, you shouldn't have let people go home this weekend. Matter of fact, nobody should go home from fucking Congress until we have a balanced budget. That's my opinion. Mm. That's what I think. You could do that. Big Mike Johnson. You could do that. You could so make that happen right now. Yet, for whatever reason, I, I guess that's, the special interest not, got to you. That's not how you continue to get along with everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just letting you know. Well, the message I got last night is, and I put this out already. Hmm. Let's see. Actually, because I wrote it down. You put it out where? Uh, on X. You know. This is what I was told last night. We are entering the big time of trouble. And it's going to go on for a lot longer than we think. A lot longer than we think. And when we get to the point, which is probably going to happen soon, when there is fighting in every nation across this land and not the quote-unquote elites shooting rockets at each other like citizens fighting in the street like what we're seeing in at various Tulane, yeah two universities universities across new the york country. city mm -hmm. when that when that comes to pass that that is happening in every country in every nation across this land then that is the point of no return and almost everybody will die and then fire will rain down. Humanity will not survive. People, some people will survive. Pockets here and there. But humanity will not survive. So stop fucking fighting! You're gonna fucking kill us all. No. Fight, but let them fight. Let, let you know, for once, just stay the fuck out of it. Mind your own fucking business. This is one of those times we don't need to be a Karen. Literally, the micro, that fucking Stasi neighbor across the street, is indicative of the macro. Actually, it's indicative of the whole picture because yeah. that's, where it, that's it where it starts. It starts with fucking people that just can't mind their own business. Mind Look, your own fucking business. Folks, that's the problem we're in today. People just can't mind their own business. Think about it. Think about when it comes to cancel culture. Cancel culture is because you posted something on the fucking internet that was funny. They don't understand humor. Mind your own fucking business. Look, every time, look, you know, you know what Antifa does? Antifa does this. They watch what we do and then they do the opposite. That's it. It's all they do. They, they're just looking to pick a fight. 
Their whole reason for existence is to pick a fight because they think they're doing something. I'm doing something. I got my finger stuck up my nose. I'm doing something. No, you're not. You're, you're making life worse. Stop. Grow up. Grow the fuck up. Nobody believes, the, like I heard this morning on Fox News for almost an hour and a half about the rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S. No, there is no rise of anti-Semitism in the U.S. You morons behind the cameras just started figuring out that there are bad actors in our country. It's always been there. It's uh, not rising. It's been simmering under the surface for a very long time. No, it hasn't always been there. Mm -hmm. We have admitted. Think about all the people we have let through our southern border. We have no idea. These are the people that are starting these uprisings here in America. They have figured out how to infiltrate. This is infiltration. This is straight infiltration. Oh, look, I'm on a college. Do you think those kids, why are all the other kids in classes taking videos of these kids marching? Why? It's a cool thing to do. Because everybody else is in class. Well, then who are those people that are, those aren't kids that go to school there. That's my point. Those are paid actors. Those are people that are looking for a job that came from a foreign country and they're using them on college campuses to get paid to start shit. Stirring the pot. Telling you. Where, where does that come from in America? We don't, we have a pretty big Muslim culture in America, but it ain't that big, folks. Fucking, what, 20-something years ago after 9-11, they were scared as shit. You could have fucking got a diamond out of a Muslim's asshole that lived here in America. I guarantee it back after 9-11. Because every American was looking to kill a Muslim. It was the Crusades all over again. Yes, Polka Dot. I'm sure they're paid by Soros. Who else? What other evil villain likes to do that? I who, mean, who, who knows? Think about these. There's no way that we have post 9-11 kids that are right now in college revolting, supporting Hamas, supporting ISIS, supporting al-Qaeda because that's who they're supporting. They're all interconnected, folks. Mm -hmm. It's not one group. It's one people. That's why the, that's what the Christians couldn't figure out during the crusades. Thanks. This shit is going to get bad before it gets any better. And just like me and Fork Mandu were talking about earlier on in the chat, he said, hey, Turkey's sending all their, look, the Turkish warships, they're not as big as what you think. Look, one of the wakes from one of our destroyers could knock one of their Turkish warships over. They're not very big, but they are very numerous and they're very good at hit and run style tactics. <sighs> and they can move. Danny and our boats, Goliath. our boats can't keep up with them. However, our boats got a lot, hell of a lot more armaments on them. Well, that's because they're usually used to combat pirates. Yeah. So they have to be quick and maneuverable because pirate ships are, and trust me, there are still plenty of active pirates down there. Trust me. I thought about Lots doing of them. I, I thought about doing it. Going to be a pirate. Fuck. Yeah, dude. What a life. You'd Pirates had, life for me, man. I had that beard a long time ago. Yeah, no shit. And, and I, mean, I would have had the hook the whole bit. I, I, I've yeah. already been missing an eye. We could have cut your, your leg off. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Oh shit. That's <laughs> right. We could have, and we didn't. You bitch. <laughs>
<laughs> I, I could have lived my I, lifelong dream of being a pirate. I would not let them cut his leg off. They wanted to, too. And I was like, no, nope, fuck that. I I'm asked cutting it off. I said, hey, I can't feel it. Nope. Just get rid of it. Nope. I don't want to worry about gangrene. Nope. Nope. Didn't let that happen. Now you can feel it again. Yeah. See? Well, mm -hmm. should happen. Not you know? being a pirate. Damn it. <laughs> wanted to be a pirate. Fuck. <laughs> you can identify as a pirate. Damn, easy does it over on the Rumble side today. Welcome, sir. Anyway, so uh, I want to be a pirate. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? You want to be? Uh, do I have some crewmates out there? Can we build a ship and float it and fucking do our job? I'm all about. You're killing me. Oh. I think that should happen. All right. I'm there though. That's me. I mean, I can't disagree. But let's get into the topic that we're actually here to talk about today because you know what? Fuck it. Let's smoke first. You're going to do that to me? Holy well, shit. It's already loaded. It's already cleaned up and loaded and all that good stuff. I'll right, go ahead and do this. However, because we can't be here too, too long because I have to bring the kids to see a movie and I have to pick up the girlfriend first. The little one is chaperoning. Oh, that's going to be. What movie are they going to see? I don't know. Five Nights at Freddy's. Dude, there was like a fight that broke out mm -hmm. in the theater. Uh, Connor's got it fighting. Oh, I hope so. He's got his little brother and his girlfriend. Yeah, so he'll be fine. He better figure it out. You know. I, I'm just saying. They're going to pool her. You want to get high? Good point. <laughs> Touche. Didn't have to say anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's cooler and cooler. Supposedly, that's what they say. That's the running joke. I hey. definitely want to get high right now. Well, oh. it's that time, fuckers. You know what it is. Get it up. So I think Justin would very much appreciate our topic today, which is sacred geometry. Because now I, I did not do a uh, Freedom Garden yesterday because I did a farmer's market instead. And I think up until Christmas, I'm going to do the farmer's market every other week and the podcast every other week because it's kind of, you know, it's farmer's market season. season. Yeah. Well, you know, getting into the holidays, I'll have holiday shit and whatnot. Sure. And I've been meeting some cool people. We did. Rather, I yeah, met some you cool did. people yesterday. I should say you did. I did. I put this out in our Telegram chat too, but I met this one lady. There's one lady and her daughter and the daughter's husband. Um, and uh, she's been sewing and quilting her whole life. And we we're set up right next to her. And Liam was like, Mom, because Liam came with me all day. He was so good, too. Uh, he's like, Mom, he's like, look at this. He's like, what are these calls? I said, quilts. He was like, these are the most beautiful quilts I've ever seen. And, you know, we had one for his bed before. You know, they've, they, they've seen quilts. He was like, I mean, this is just gorgeous. Look how fine this work is. And I mean, he was going on. He was loving these quilts. It was a little crazy. I was like, queer kid? Come on. No, he just appreciates good handiwork. Okay, well, just, well, then appreciate anyway, my handiwork when I shoot something. Different. Um, anyway, so uh, I'm talking to her. So the, the lady had, she's in her 70s and she had worked at Joanne's. Taking them with me when I go to North Carolina. Okay. She had worked at Joanne's Fabrics, um, but she, her daughter made her quit during COVID because she's in her 70s and she was worried about her health and this, that, and the other. And then her husband died. So now she's trying to live on one social security check a month. That's about impossible. 
her daughter was like, all right, mom, we got to figure out a way to, you know, supplement your income. You have all these beautiful handmade quilts that are like 75% done, 90% done, you know, just needs a little bit here and there. Let's sit down and finish them all. So they did that all summer and they brought them to the farmer's market. They did one a couple weeks ago and then they did this one yesterday and it's a new farmer's market. So there's not a whole lot of people there. It's pretty quiet, even though it's on a busy street, like people just don't understand. And she doesn't have a big sign that says farmer's market, which I think she needs, um, you know, like the, the other ones have a big sign. Yeah. This is for me a big banner. So, uh, anyway, so I was, I was told the lady, I was like, look, I was like, I got a, a website that I, I just launched because, you know, I was telling them about electroculture, obviously. It's like, and I sell laundry detergent on there too. Um, and we have a, a little, a collection called from our house to yours. At electrofreedom.com. I said, so I said, if, if you want to take pictures of the quilts and send me the sizes, I will, you know, start a collection for you and I'll post them on the website and, you know, minus the website fees and the shipping. Like I won't take a commission. I'll just give you all the money for it. She was like, really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's how most That's new how businesses work. I mean, it's the way patriots are supposed to do it. It's how we do it. Folks, That's how we take care of each other. If you're not taking care of your neighbors, if you're not getting into shit around your town, you, you ain't doing anything for us because this has got to be us. Yep. This isn't about them. This is about us. No matter how this plays out, no matter how this boils out at the end, no matter if God comes back and takes us all, it's immaterial. The point is, is this is about us now. This isn't about our government. Our government's been in control for way too long. Our parents were asleep. And yeah, my dad is probably cussing me right now. I don't give a shit. It's true. It's true. It's their fault that we're here. They were too focused on keeping up with the Joneses, chasing the, the, the American the, dream, the, the dollar, the dream, the whole thing, you know, getting bigger, better houses and trying to get it so that their kids could go to college. That was their whole focus, make enough money. They forgot about what this country was made on. It's not about your bank account here. It's about your bank account up there. And it's not even about that. It's about how hard you I mean, work down here yeah. to get you where you want to be. <laughs> it's not about people giving handouts. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I saw this thing on, I, I think it was Instagram the other day. Another one that I should have grabbed that I didn't grab that I wanted to just throw in your file, but I knew how much was already in there. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like, it was one of those, do I put this in there or don't I? It, yeah, yeah, it, on the fence. Yeah. Anyway, the guy went on about, he, he's a black guy. He went on about the difference. He said, you want to talk about racial inequality? He said, let's talk about racial inequality. And this was a black guy. He said, why is it, you know how many, he said, do you know how many people are on welfare, first of all? He said 7.1 million people in America are on welfare. Okay. That's, that's a huge number. First of all. Yeah. Second of all, he said, do you know how many of them, do you know how the race breaks down? He said, do you know what over 65% are black? Why is that? And then he went and started asking white people who were on welfare or not on welfare, but they were poor. 
And he asked him, why don't you take welfare? And most of their responses were, why would I take from somebody else where I can do myself? I don't want the government's help. Yeah. A lot of the responses were, I don't want the government's help. I don't need the government's help. I'll figure it out. I can do for myself what the government can't do for me. And then he went and asked black people. And the black person response was completely different. The black person response was, why don't I get more? For what? For nothing? Look, we live in a capitalist society for a reason. There was a reason why capitalism was chosen over all of them. Because you know why? It is about the almighty dollar at the end of the day. However, at the end of the day, who are any one of us to put a number or a value on what our time is worth? That is God's thing. God says, you know, your time is yours. Make do with it the best you can. You only have a limited amount. Yep. Well, if that's the case, why don't more people look at it that way? Why are we so fixated on the future for something that we have no idea of what it's going to be, but we can't for one second focus on the present? We have to keep looking forward. We've been trained so hard to keep looking forward that we can't look at what's today. And I think a lot of people get lost in this shit because the politics behind it and everything else in the world, the world ecosphere, we get lost in this thought about what this world is supposed to be tomorrow. Not what it is right now. And nobody does anything about right now. And when right now blows up in our face, like it's happening in Israel, like it's happening here in the U S like we were talking about the warships from China and from everywhere converging on Israel. Folks, there is more chances for a major naval battle outside of fucking Israel. than there is for chances of Israel actually land invading Gaza at full strength. Seriously, right now there is about to be, if you go look at the, uh, I don't know if you can pull it up. Hmm. There's uh, the Wayfarers chart. It plots all the boats in the world. Um, it's a geographical thing of the world. Just look up uh, like a Wayfarers chart or um, a chart, a plot of the boats in the world. And it will show you military, civilian, so on and so forth. It's just like the plain one. It's a little different. I thought it was called the Wayfarer <laughs> chart. It might not be. Um, just look up boats, boat positions throughout the world. Anyway, when you go look this up, folks, you look at the conglomeration, how many dots are just around Israel alone. It's fucking scary. They're on both sides. They're in the Dead Sea and the Red Sea, and they're also in the fucking Mediterranean. The Med is blowing up. It's got a, it's got a ton of boats right now in the med. It is disgusting. There you go. 
Look at look at the med right now. That is the Mediterranean right there. Look at all the boats in the med right now. Look on the backside of Saudi Arabia and on the other side underneath Iraq. All those blue, I think the blue dots are military vessels. I, I got to um, look at it. Hold on. I don't know this one. You put up marine traffic. Um, zoom in on the med right around Israel. Just zoom in right around Israel. Drag the map, click on it and pull it down. So you can, Israel's up. Israel's at the top. Hold on. I'll, I'll do you it. You do it. Because you suck at this, obviously. I am terrible at Jackson. Right here is Israel. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Lebanon, Lebanon, West Bank. There it is. All right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's see what is what here. All right. So these are Malta. Ooh. All right. So this is commercial. This is commercial vessels. Yeah. So these are commercial vessels. What are the blue ones? That's one. Um, Look at the one off Cyprus. That's a cruise liner. Okay. One of the green ones. So let's take a look at the green one. Uh, green. Bulk green carrier. That's a bulk carrier. Okay. What about the purple ones? Yeah, it looks like another a one. A drilling ship. Um purple ones yes what are the purple ones let's take a look at those that's fishing vessels it's a yacht well it's a fishing vessel uh -huh. so those are fishing vessels what are the red ones we looked at the red ones did we uh -huh. okay so those are the big ones those are the fuel tankers um hmm. where are the military ones let's get in here these are all the ones that are waiting to get into the canal here what about the light blue ones didn't we look at those already? Mm -mm. Yeah. The dark blue ones. Hmm. Okay. Where the fuck are the... Uh, let me see if we can control this. Maybe up there. Explore. My fleets. Vessel photos. Ports. Or maybe it doesn't show military ones on here. Might, it might not. This might be one of those that doesn't show... Probably not. ...military vessels. Uh-huh. Interesting. Anyway, if you, you there was a picture with the military vessels on there before all the military vessels, China, us, um, Turkey, everything. That place is this. We're going to have a naval conflict there before I think we have an actual no bullshit on the ground type Iraq situation in Israel where they invade Gaza because you have way too many guns that are getting in the same waters. That's a scary fucking thought when you start putting it down on paper that you have all these different countries. There it is. All right. So these are the military military ship tracker. Mm -hmm. Here, give me give me control because you have no idea where you're going. All right. Thank you. And they're probably not going to show active mm -hmm. spots. Wonderful. Great. So they're not showing anything active. Because if you could have seen this earlier, they're all over here. There's a fleet of them. And then the worst part is down here on the backside here and the backside here, because what is this? Uh, that's something. So that's the world Navy. Look, go to the different, oh. see the ones up there or go, world war live map. Maybe you want that one right here. I do it. 
Where's this? What is this? Huh. All right, so that's that's in Russia though. They're not doing anything for Israel yet. See? They're not they have nothing yet tracking for Israel. So because you're in Ukraine, go to Israel, Palestine. Oh, ah, boom. Well, I was just there. There we go. Well, that's just, that's fighting. They're just tracking fighting there. There's no boats. Okay. That's, uh, let's see, military aircraft tracker. That's something separate. Um, Uh, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, this is just military trackers. That's all. All that is is news tracking shit. That's it. That's just showing like, eh, there's shooting going on. Okay, big deal. Who gives a shit? Anyway, I, I just think we're fucked. This is not good. Uh, we're putting too much in one little area. And eventually, you know, boys on the block, what happens? When, you, when you're on the block with someone else and it's not a good situation, what happens? You end up fighting, right? Come on. We got China. We got fucking Turkey. We got the U.S. We've got more naval power right now around Israel than Israel has ground forces. Oh, don't forget the other carrier group that just got there the other day. So there's three now, aren't there? Yeah. We have a total of three carrier groups in the area. That's fun. Okay. Folks, we only have eight. Mm -hmm. We have a grand total of eight carrier groups. We have three right now around Israel. Think about that. That's a lot of naval war. That's a lot of naval power in one little area. That's a scary thought because shit happens. Our, our carriers, remember our carrier groups, just the groups, they come with an undetermined number of Wolfpack submarines. Oh yeah. Wolfpack motherfuckers. Yeah. Just like you all Wolfpack submarines. Why? Because that's how they fight. They fight in a pack. They don't fight by one. They don't fight by themselves. You might see one, but that's just because you're missing the other eight that are all around you and that are just about to fuck your world up. I'm telling you, our submarines are nothing. The one thing about the Navy I do love and one, one aspect of the Navy I will give full respect to. Submariners, you guys have balls of fucking steel. Let me tell you something. You get in one of those fucking missiles. I've been in a sub. It ain't fun, folks. I about lost my mind. I seriously was down there for about a day and lost my fucking mind. I can't deal without seeing the sunlight. And I tell you what, it's a different type of man to be put in a torpedo tube. I'm just telling you right now, it ain't me. I That, that ain't for me. I don't do that. So I will never be caught dead in a submarine, but a little you claustrophobic underwater, just something about it. Dude, Which, he, he, scuba diving is fine, but being under now, see, I can't, even, see, I, I can't, can't even scuba dive. So. No, I don't have a problem scuba diving, scuba diving. If I can see it, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. It's when you can't see it and all you can do is hear. Yeah. No, like you wipe out one of your biggest, um, your biggest senses. Think about that. You get in a submarine, you wipe out one of your biggest senses. You can't see shit. The only thing you see is your interior environment. You, you see nothing can. on the outside. The auditory guys that work in those, that work sonar and listen to everything that's going on out there. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. They're the guys that see everything. 
and they don't see a fucking thing. They hear it all. Imagine that. Just imagine how tuned in you are with everything around you to hear everything that's going on around you. It is, and you don't see a fucking thing. You're trusting maps. You're trusting waypoints, GPS positions, this, that, and the other thing. There's some shit folks. I'm telling you, that is a scary job. And I tell you, my hat has always been off to them. Mm -hmm. I always give them big nods because that's a scary job to have, but that's where we're at though. We can't, we can hear it. We can't see it because you notice there's nothing coming out of Gaza right now. Nothing. I no, well, the internet shut down. Yeah. Everything shut down. Everything shut down. Nothing. No food, no water, no whatever. No power. Apparently they, they did drop leaflets. Um, they told them it was coming over, uh, Gaza or Northern Gaza and told them to flee to yep. a different location where there was food and water. Cause they want to get as many of the yep. civilians out because yep. they're going to start hitting them. It's not going to be pretty folks. How are those places going to determine the difference between an ordinary civilian and a Hamas terrorist though? Well, from what I understand, from what I heard before, um, and this was a friend of mine on the inside in Israel, he said that, Joe was there basically to pause it so the terrorists could get out. They're already gone. Mm -hmm. Whatever's left now is just local flight. I heard they went back to Qatar. You, they did. Yeah. But via Qatar, they're going back to Iran. So they're going back to Iran, ultimately. The leaders. Yeah, and some of the soldiers. A lot of the soldiers, actually. Mm -hmm. A lot of them got out. So they're not hanging around for the fight. So they don't give a shit about it. Yep. That was the point. They just went over there to start shit. They're going back to Iran. What does that tell us? Iran's our biggest enemy in the area. Oh. Should be telling us that, but Joe doesn't. Joe just wants to keep giving them money. If we went to war with Iran, though, we'd lose. Right now, with the current army we have that can't decide whether it's a male or female, you're absolutely right. We would. Yep. The, the thing that would save us would be our veterans. If we tried to go to war in Iran, like invade Iran, we would. Yeah, we would lose. We would, we would lose people by the tens of thousands yep. because they are fighting for their religion and their religion encompasses their entire way of life in a way that most of us can't comprehend. Yeah. We don't understand discipline like mm -mm. that. We would lose, especially because our army wouldn't believe in the fight. Yeah. It's about mindset. It's about mindset. And again, our government is not doing what the people want. Mm -hmm. The government is doing what, the people think they need. No, no, you're wrong. That's where your disconnect is. Listen to your people. They don't. They haven't listened to us for years. No. We expect anything different out of this. This is going to be way worse. It's just going to get worse. This Israel thing is not over. This not is just, this is just the beginning of the end for it. This is where we're starting to see true colors. Think about it. There's so many people in this country right now that are so destined to make you believe something that's just not real. They want you to believe that our train of thought, our mindset, the MAGA mindset is terroristic. They want you to believe that everybody that was involved in all those riots in 2016, 2017, 2018, in, in all the, you know, Black Lives 
matter riots and everything else. You mean 2020? They want you to believe that- More than 2016. Those- Oh, there's some. There were riots in okay. 2016 too. They want you to believe that those people were doing it for the same cause that they're writing for now. No, that- The fact that Derek, although he's a piece of shit, although he's human filth, he's worthless. Derek Chauvin is sitting in jail for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. Come on. That is the ultimate breakdown of our legal system. Mm -hmm. He is in jail right now for a crime he didn't commit. Rather, a political viewpoint expressed across the world that not everybody shared. For a narrative. For a narrative. Exactly. He was the patsy. Somebody tell, tell me I'm wrong. I'll wait. I'm going to wait right here. He's still in jail, by the way. Mm -hmm. And even after the just, autopsy report has come out saying that there was no. Oh, oh just like our January no, 6th no guys. No of his neck. See, no. Um, he actually, he died from overdose. This is why it isn't bad enough yet. This is why it isn't bad enough yet. Because mm -hmm. our January 6th guys are still sitting in jail. Derek Chauvin's still sitting in jail and you know, whether he's a piece of shit or not, he didn't commit the crime. They said he committed mm -hmm. and they just proved it. Hmm. I, I mean, I'll, I'll sit here and wait when the Republicans tell me that they have an ounce of nuts. I might believe it, but until that time, I I'm pretty sure we're all going to still be sitting here waiting. Okay. Well, I'm done with politics for a Sunday. All right. It was just what we saw this morning. That's all. I know. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Good. All right. So let's get into what we're actually here to talk about uh, an hour later. That was a hell of an intro. It's a good intro. Look at that. Well, you had a smoke too. So let's I mean, yeah, not fuck blame it. it all on me. No, that's true. Right. I was so before use, we start pointing fingers, I was trying fingers, to use bitch. that as a segue since I was saying like Justin would really appreciate today's yes second part of today's show um you know give sacred geometry sacred geometry part because he was really getting into that and i have recently fell down this hole of sacred geometry and y'all know i love to drag you down whatever rabbit holes i find myself in week by week but this has come about not just not just because of the electroculture right doing the fibonacci sequence and looking at different various what is pi fit you know shapes that i can um put my antennas in to try and maximize their effects on the plants growing on the soil potential. things like that growing potential mm -hmm. yes. but in actually working with the wood okay so a lot of the the wood that we use we mostly debark it some of like the red the red bark oak like we leave part of the bark on because it's really pretty um and the crepe myrtle, when you sand it down, you know, that that stays. But like the wax myrtle, that bark comes off. Um, some of the maple, some of that bark comes off, things like that. When you get underneath it and you start sanding it, the most intricate, mathematically perfect images appear in the wood. It's really freaking cool, like patterns in the wood of where the bark was sticking to the wood or where the bark grew from the wood maybe or just i mean in in the wood itself it's, it's really cool um some of you that have gotten the bigger antennas if you 
you look down them, you see, I tried to highlight them especially because the tongue oil will bring them out too, but I'll wrap the copper like kind of around it. So, you know, you can, you can see, I try not to cover it with the copper. Uh, they're really cool patterns. I was like, where have I seen those before? And, uh, a lot of them are, or all of them at some point are sacred geometry patterns. So, uh, that is, wow. Literally God's fingerprints on everything around us. We are mathematically perfect. Yeah. Well, there's a, that's what I was about to say. Cause if you think about how our, you have, all right. So skin, let's talk about one of the biggest systems in our body. Your skin is the biggest system in your body. Okay. How it grows is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen at a macular level. Mm-hmm. When you watch skin grow, it doesn't make sense. But then one day I was sitting there looking at it and like the same day that I saw this, I saw like a, it's a laser microscope. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You watch skin grow. Do you know that skin grows like plateaus do in like the red rock formations in Arizona? Do you know that's how they grow? They have a very skinny structure at the bottom and they grow up and they have this large structure at the top and then they interconnect with other ones. A tree of life. And it keeps connecting all over your body until your skin is raised 14 layers. A tree of life. Literally a tree of life. That's the way it looks at a macular level. It freaked the fuck out of me because I had never seen it. But then when you think about a tree, when you think about bark on a tree, it's the same way bark works. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, they're not very big. They're very small patches here and there. Mm-hmm. And they grow up and they grow a hard outer surface around it. Hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me that's not a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. God had nothing to do with that. Right. No, exactly. Right? Anyway, it was not God's plan. Definitely not. So no. let's get into what, uh, what sacred geometry is a little bit of that. You may have heard the term sacred geometry, but aren't sure whether it's just a new age trend or if it is an ancient art and science with fascinating implications. There are obviously many ways to describe sacred geometry. However, a good way to put it would be sacred geometry aims to understand fundamental shapes, patterns, and proportions that manifest in varying levels of scale and that govern growth patterns in nature and the universe. If you check out my videos on the golden ratio on how it governs the growth of sunflowers, for example, you'll see what I mean. Sacred geometry is an ancient belief that certain geometric shapes and patterns have spiritual significance and are used in the design of religious symbols, architecture, and artwork. It involves the use of mathematical principles to understand the underlying structure of the universe and the interconnectedness of all things. But why talk about this? Because sacred geometry may be used as a tool to describe the architecture of our solar system and beyond. What is sacred geometry? What if it's not just the solar system and beyond? Because think about this. Hold on. Go back. Bring that back up. Okay. Just bring up that, 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 this image right here. Just leave that image up. Mm -hmm. Because think about that. Everybody says, oh, well, that's the Jewish star. Is it? Mm -hmm. That ain't a Jewish star. I mean, it is, it is the Jewish star. It is part of it, but look at it. It's a triangle up and a triangle down. Mm Mm-hmm. The difference between it's man and woman together, mm-hmm. one, 
One. Just saying. It's the cup and the chalice together. Look how it interlocks, too. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Sacred geometry, huh? Yep. I'll pull that apart one by one. So. Here we go. So, um, this is more of a, well, you'll see. More fun? Kind of. Okay. Science will always push the limits of our understanding. Humanity is on a quest to expand our knowledge, to dig deeper, to look further, and to uncover the truth of reality. For generations, religious teachings once held to the belief that Earth was only a few thousand years old. With the rise and study of evolution and geology, a consensus emerged that our planet was actually millions of years older. By the 1920s, radiometric dating would lead to the current understanding that Earth is 4.55 billion years old. But where did the Earth come from? In the same decade, a Belgian priest named Georges Lemaitre introduced the Big Bang Theory, in which he theorized that the universe began from a single primordial atom. The idea received a major boost from Edwin Hubble's observations that galaxies across the cosmos are speeding away from us in all directions, as well from the 1960s discovery of cosmic microwave radiation. But where did the Big Bang come from? What happened before the Big Bang, which occurred 13.8 billion years ago? Someday we might know the answer, and once we have the answer, the next logical question will be, what came before that? Sacred geometry reverse engineers our method of scientific exploration. It does so by starting with the logical beginning of everything, which is nothing. Before there was something, there was nothing. The universe was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The first thing to come into existence was a point. Before anything could be, it has to start with a point. A point occupies no space. It has no dimensions. It's so small it can't be measured, yet it encompasses everything within it. You could say this point is spirit. And what is the first thing that spirit does? It becomes conscious. It becomes aware. 360 degrees of awareness in the vast emptiness of the void. The ancient Egyptians believed that this innate aspect of consciousness is what sparked the process of creation. Then what did spirit do? The only thing it could do, it moved. The first three lines of Genesis in the King James Bible. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, 
and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Now, interpretations of the Bible have varied a lot over time, but the important thing to note here is that movement happened before there was light. From the vantage of pure physics or mathematics, motion is impossible in a void. You can't go anywhere or fall or rotate. There's just infinite emptiness in all directions. So in order to move, you need something in relation to move to. Before there was light, there was movement. Once spirit created a point in space, it was able to move to the edge of its awareness and expand consciousness, creating another circle to form the Vesica Pisces. This football-shaped opening in the middle is the geometric image through which light was created, and it is also the geometric shape through which our eyes receive light. Spirit would continue to expand its awareness, following the Genesis pattern, by moving to each intersection of the circumferences and expanding. The second movement creates the third circle, which forms the Holy Trinity. With each movement, more information unfolds. By the fourth motion, we have moved halfway around the first circle, 180 degrees from the first motion. On the fourth day of Genesis, exactly half of creation was completed. After six movements, six days, a geometric miracle takes place. We have a complete pattern, the seed of life. This complete pattern is called the seed of life for it contains the recipe of life and all its potential. The second rotation of circles forms a three-dimensional shape. The ancients who were concerned with life and death called this cluster of spheres the egg of life. Your entire existence is dependent on the egg of life structure. Everything about you, from your height to your eye color, was created through the egg of life form. Spirit would continue this pattern with a third rotation. Nineteen circles produces the flower of life, a shape that is found in ancient cultures around the world, from China to Ireland to Egypt. Whoa, wait a minute. Stop. Go back. Justin would be fucking... Justin, Justin's rolling over in his grave right now. Stop right there. It's weed. It's fucking weed. God said smoke weed. <laughs> the flower That's of it. Life. That is it. The flower of life. <laughs> Folks, tell me again I'm wrong. Prove to me I am wrong. I am... I, I dare you. Tell me I am wrong. It's weed. It's right there. But the flower of life has got six leaves. Just like a weed plant. Um, Lindsay's right, though. And and so was he. So Lindsay said it started with the word sound because he said in the first three lines of Genesis, right? Yeah. So before anything, there was sound. Before anything, even before movement. Yep, there was sound. There was sound. Because there had to be an echo. Because. Because that causes what? That's what causes What causes movement. movement. There you go. Bingo. Mm -hmm. But look at that, though. That's, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, let's keep going. On the world, from China to Ireland to Egypt 
to India, they all had some notion of the flower of life. Why is this shape so special? Because the information hidden in the flower of life is so important and so sacred that our ancient ancestors had to keep it secret, which was appropriate at that time. Dude, again! That's Holy your, shit! That's it's your pineal it's, gland. It's emphasizing the pineal gland in the yeah. drawing. Yeah. The guy doesn't even realize what he's saying. He's like, look, the only way you decalcify your I, pineal gland is by smoking weed. The same thing Justin taught us. Mm -hmm. Same fucking thing. Look at the DNA ladder going to your pineal gland. To underneath the weed. Uh -huh. Look, you can be anti-weed all you want, but I'm sorry. Oh. This shows you that God's trying to tell us we're supposed to be smoking this shit Except because it keeps us normal. Five leaves. But the sixth is the stem. I'm sorry. That looks like weed leaves to me. Because the I'm, sixth is the stem. One, two, three, four, five, and the stem. It just looks like weed to me. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just weed addicted. I don't you know. Are. Fine. But just okay. say it. But that that's really weird. However, now we either use the information or fall further into darkness. When the flower of life is extended out and all the circles are completed, the fruit of life is revealed. This is the secret. Out of the flower comes the fruit. The fruit of life is an entirely feminine shape. Curved lines are feminine. They represent formlessness and emotion. Once we add masculine energy or lines, the formless begins to take shape. This is Metatron's cube, and it contains the fabric of reality because out of this shape, we get the platonic solids. Platonic solids have faces that are all the same size, edges that are all the same length, angles that are all the same degree. And if put into a sphere, all points will touch the edge of the sphere. These shapes were studied in ancient times by the Egyptians who passed the knowledge to the Greeks where Pythagoras would study them and later Plato, which is where we get the name platonic. There are five platonic solids, the cube, the tetrahedron, the octahedron, the isosahedron, and the pentagonal dodecahedron, earth, air, fire, water and ether or prana each platonic solid corresponds to a different element and every element of the periodic table has a geometric relation to one of the platonic solids from the motion of atoms to molecules to viruses to snowflakes to the shape of sound to the orbits of the planets in our solar system everything stems from this basic geometric information system and it all starts with spirit yes it was looking at ancient myths and religious teachings in a metaphorical sense and less in a literal materialistic sense will allow us to decipher the encoded wisdom and may perhaps serve to bridge the divide between spirit and science as above so below there's as much greater than us than there is lesser than us. There's as much outside us as there is within. Everything above us and everything below us is constructed from geometric relationships. When we study sacred geometry, we begin to understand our place in the universe. All this expansion of consciousness, all this curious exploration is really about finding out who we are. 
We are a mystery to ourselves and to uncover where we came from is to know ourselves on the deepest level. Everything from the smallest particle to the biggest star is connected and you are at the absolute center of it all. Philosophy is written in this grand book, the universe, which stands continually open to our gaze. But the book cannot be understood unless one first learns to comprehend the language and read the letters in which it's composed. It is written in the language of mathematics and its characters are triangles, circles, and other geometric figures without which it is humanly impossible to understand a single word of it. Without these, one wanders about in a dark labyrinth. Galileo Galilee. Today's video is sponsored by MSI. The Golden Ratio describes predictable patterns on everything from atoms to huge stars in the sky. Oh, that's my Fibonacci. The ratio is derived from something called the Fibonacci sequence, named after its Italian founder, Leonardo Fibonacci. In the sequence, each number is simply the sum of the two preceding numbers. One, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, etc. The simple sequence produces an amazing proportion of 1.618, which is known by many other names, the golden ratio, the golden mean, phi, and the divine proportion, among others. So why is this number so important? Well, almost everything has dimensional properties. How about you let me tell you why that number is so important? Mm. You remember... This is not a myth. Well, I don't know. You can call it a myth. You can call it whatever you want. You know how the Egyptians believed that there was a scale before you were sentenced to whether you were going to heaven or hell? Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Do you all remember that? Do you all remember the, 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 the legends of when you're at, you know, you're down, you, you've died you're down there and they're deciding whether you're going to heaven or hell. And the Egyptian, all those Egyptian Kings are there and they decide what you put in the scale and they base it upon a feather. Why do they base it upon a feather? Cause a feather weighs 1.618 ounces. Grams. Exactly. It, a feather weighs less than an ounce, a gram or a gram, whatever. That's the golden number. That's why they always compare it to a feather. That's why that weight is significant. It's God's number. Because it's equal. No matter how you divide that number up, it's always equal. It's God's number. Hmm. Didn't know that, did you? 16, 18, what comes in the middle? <laughs> what does just saying anyway these that adhere to the ratio of 1.618 so it seems to have a fundamental function for the building blocks of nature for billions of years life on earth has evolved around this proportion to maintain balance and harmony our ancient ancestors incorporated the golden ratio into their structures and daily lives and to Tell me something. Why would they draw an embryo of a child with that number? Because 
Actually, you women actually produce this. You actually produce a harmonic frequency when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know one of the first ways that they used to know that women were pregnant? A sonogram. A sonogram. Mm -hmm. What does a sonogram actually show you? It, it just. All it does is, is it's hearing. It's listening. Mm -hmm. Because you produce a different rhythm. Because in the beginning, the very first thing there was. A beat. Sound. Yes. Yes. Sound. That's, Before there was any now, there now, was sound. Now you're getting what I'm getting at. Why yep. would they put that there? Because this is all done specifically. The guy sound. drew this mm -hmm. very specifically. Think about these things. Look at the, all the spirals. Look at all the spirals. Think about your womb. Your womb is the same mm -hmm. as a female. And your womb you, looks exactly know, the same. Ladies, when you're pregnant, you know that your blood volume increases. Do you know by how much it increases? No. One point six one eight. Holy shit! Mm -hmm. You you put pick up another quart plus six one eight. about essentially. Holy shit! No shit. It increases by yeah, one point six one eight. Okay, hold on, hold on. We just got some nice. updates. Death. Benny wife uh, is good. She's in the hospital, but nothing's gotten worse. She had an allergic reaction to something. She's been on a bunch of medications because of her surgery. Yeah. And she broke out in hives, which is the body's first warning system. When you break out in hives, that's kind the body's of way of saying, hey, you, you, you need to take care of this. There's something wrong here. Um, before you go into like full anaphylaxis, you, you know, hives first. And so trust me, put a pineapple in my mouth. You'll see them. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. Well, no, I get hives with a pineapple. If it touches my skin, I get like poison ivy. Yeah, but not didn't happen in Jamaica. That is true. Natural pineapple <laughs> is different, yeah. apparently, because I did eat a whole piece of pineapple in mm -hmm. Jamaica and it yeah. was rather. Now I understand why you all like it. It Delicious. is rather. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's Very go back jealous. to this. Today, our best technology continues this evolution, for it follows the laws of nature to design user experience, enhance aesthetics, and efficiency. This is the inspiration behind the MSI Creator Z16 laptop. MSI values human-oriented product design, merging golden ratio aesthetics design with modern-day technology, assisting users to solve problems in life, break all right. I don't care about his laptop commercial. Sorry, no, dude. no, actually, that's uh, a good point. Okay. No, actually, no, this is actually a really good point. This is looking through boundaries you know, and exploring. Was. You know why hmm. I, I say this is a good point because he puts his laptop commercial in there mm -hmm. when y'all are sitting here looking at this going, man, he's brought up a lot of good points. Yeah. And Hey, I'll let him get away with the laptop commercial. Okay. Look, he's done more potential. Yeah. MSI has successfully merged opposition of objective science ratio and subjective human emotion in one. Paying respect to the beauty of nature and golden ratio, the Creator Z16 perfectly interprets the concept of technological aesthetics. The overall design of Creator Z16, combined with a concise CNC milled aluminum chassis and lunar gray outlook, is a perfect combination of introverted texture, okay. modernity, yeah. and because practicality. This turned into this honors subject. the 1.618 ratio. Uh, this just turned into a whole fucking. I mean, it's a great idea. I don't argue with them. I, my hat's off to you, sir. But everybody heard your commercial now. They can go get it if they want it. Yep. Um, it's a good theory, though. 
What if, you know, all of this is involved. It's not, it, it has to be. How, how are we alive? Have you ever thought about like, if we started from just a little nucleus and we're here, you have arms, you have legs, you have fingers, you can touch things, you can feel things, you can hear things. You even have extrasensory perception. Because a lot of you don't believe in it. That's fine. It's cool. Whatever. You believe you. You do you. Uh, but when you start looking at like extra, extrasensory perception, right? Everybody says, well, that's just myth. Why, why is it a myth? What makes it a myth? What makes it not real? As somebody else who says, well, I know science. Yeah. And you know, do you know God though? Just wondering, asking for a friend, because the most important part of this is we have to leverage both sides of this. It's kind of what I see what they're doing with old big Mike Johnson and the government. They're trying to leverage both sides of Mike Johnson. And I just don't think he's got the backbone to withstand the storm that's coming. I really don't. No more politics. But this is the same thing because when you coincide the two, you got to have some strength there. And he brought up the masculine stuff before. If you look at the forms, it draws up perfectly masculine lines with female lines. So that means there's only two sexes in the world. There's guys and there's girls. Girls can't be guys and guys can't be girls. You do that, you die. Because what do you change? You change the form, the shape, altogether. When you cut your dick off, you change the shape, the form, altogether. Anyway. God's purpose. <sighs> All right. Reproduction. It's important. So, sacred geometry explained. Part one. Although I couldn't find part two. It is like 12 years old, this one. But here you go. Is referred to as the architecture of the universe. It is referred to as the architecture of the universe and even the fingerprint of God. Sacred geometry is found throughout the natural world. Indeed, it is all around us, an aspect of the true matrix, if you have the eye to see it. It is also one of the very few subjects which appeals to both left brain and right brain ways of thinking at the same time. It satisfies the left brain's desire for logical, sequential, and objective data, or to put it simply, looking at the parts. It also satisfies the right brain's desire for random, intuitive, and subjective data, the study of the whole. It is simply not possible to cover all aspects of sacred geometry. People have spent entire lifetimes contemplating just one aspect of sacred geometry, such as a rabbi studying the Kabbalistic tree of life. I will do my best to introduce you to the basics and hopefully inspire you to research further on your own. The only logical place to start is to show you how nature created its very first pattern. Nature can also be substituted with God or spirit, whatever is your preferred term, it doesn't matter, as they are describing the same one reality that we all share. It is also interesting to note that Genesis in the Bible essentially describes the process I'm about to show you. However, it should be told that this wisdom was most likely taken from the ancient Egyptian mystery schools and that it is not original to the Bible. In the beginning, there was the void. 
and within this infinite void is the spirit of God. This spirit has not manifested anything yet, so the eye of Horus I'm using here to represent the spirit of God is not a reality. In other words, essentially God and the void are one. But obviously I cannot show you God and the void as one, as they cannot be depicted graphically at the same time. That is the nature of emptiness. At this point, there are no dimensions or space, and there is no time. There is also only two options available for God. Remain in this state of static omnipresence or begin creating. God will begin creation eventually, however, as there is no time, it is irrelevant to ask how long it took to make the decision to begin creating reality. Okay, so now God has decided to begin creation. But before this can happen, God needs to create a canvas on which he is to paint his masterpiece. The first thing that God does is create the three dimensions. It does this by projecting a beam of consciousness from a single point in all six directions, front, back, left, right, up and down, in equal measure. Bear in mind that the void is infinite and that distance has not been defined yet, so it does not matter how far these beams are projected from the point, it makes no difference. You must also understand that what I'm showing here graphically is not a reality. That is, the structures being created are not material in any form, they are imaginary lines, they are pure consciousness. You may need to pause or replay this video several times before the implications become apparent to you. At this point, God is halfway to create. Hey, really quick, Star Wars fans. All the Star Wars fans out there. Tell me something. What do you see there? You remember when they started the briefing about taking on the Death Star? It started with that image right there. That was the first image you see. You have that image on your phone. And it pulls it up and then it makes a big round ball around it. December 21st, 2021. Yeah. The Star David in the Sky. Yep. That's literally what that is. Mm -hmm. Remember when we saw that? Yep. Yep. It was perfect. Yep. Look yep. just like that. Yep. That's as as above, so below. Yep. Hitting space. In order to complete this process, it must define some boundaries, because as I mentioned before, the void is infinite, and if no boundaries are defined, then relative movements of spirits remain impossible. To define some boundaries, all God needs to do is connect the end of every point to the end of every other point. The beauty of this, and indeed the entire process itself, is that God cannot make a mistake. It is simply impossible. Once all the ends are connected, what we have is an octahedron, which if viewed from the correct perspective reveals a hexagram, also known as the Star of David. Now that some boundaries have been defined, relative movements are now possible. The single point of consciousness can now move away from the defined central location, whereas previously there was nothing to move relative to. In the Bible, Eve was supposedly created from Adam's rib. Obviously this has no relevance to the present world, except maybe with unnatural fetus creation techniques. But when this story is compared with the next step in the process, you can begin to appreciate the idea that maybe the Bible is only an exoteric recreation of an older esoteric wisdom. The octahedron is made up. You know, a lot of you are asking right now, why is this so important? Let me go ahead and tell you, because I got to come over here. I'm sorry, I got to bring us up. How many of you have been to the Louvre? I was there as a child, long time ago. I was there in the last 20 years, mm -hmm. okay? 
last 20 years I was at the Louvre, okay? Saw the monster pyramid in the middle of it really is kind of disgusting when you look at the skyline around it. It does kind of detract from France's architectural nature. Mm -hmm. However, um, one of the weirdest parts about the Louvre is there's this exact image being re-representative on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. So as above, so below, so below, yep. and then they have it meeting a smaller pyramid tip to tip. Yep. What does that mean? From what he just said, what does that mean? Think about that. If it's God's perfect example, if that is the octahedron is God's perfect example of how, because if you look at this and you're, let's say you're a microbiologist, you're looking at this right now. You're saying, wait a minute, that's a cell. Yes, that's a cell. That's how we start. That's the start of life. That shape. Because put a tail on it now. Now you got bacteria. Well, Put two arms on it now. Isn't it more circular? Though? No, no, no. It's exactly that. Mm -hmm. Now you got it. Now you got bacteria. Put two arms on it now. Mm -hmm. Now that's, uh, it would be like a cyst. It would be inflamed bacteria. This is all the building block of life right here. Mm -hmm. And it starts right there. It's re-represented by man through man in France. At the Louvre. Infinitely. Is that infinitely? Yes, because it's echoed underneath. Mm -hmm. So my question, was that God? Or was that man that did that? Because look up the artist who did that. And then tell me in the chat. Just look it up. I'm dead serious. Look at the artist who did that. Who built the Louvre. And, no, or no, who no. It. Who designed who that designed portion it. of it. Yeah. Because it was a separate artist that designed the pyramids. Yep. The scheme. Yep. And then look at his name and tell me I'm wrong. Okay. Keep going. Up are purely straight lines. In sacred geometry, straight lines are considered to be male and curved lines female. So at this point, what we have is a purely male shape. This is why the Freemasons consider the male to be the generating principle. The next step involves spinning this octahedron in one full rotation around each of the three axes defined previously. Again, no mistake can be made. It does not matter which direction this is spun or in what order the axes are chosen. The end result will always be that the parameters of a perfect sphere have been traced. Now we have a purely female shape Eve has now been created from Adam. God has now created a perfect spherical membrane, and once again, it only has two options available. It can either remain static and explore this imaginary shape for all eternity, or it can repeat the process described thus far. The only difference is now God has a reference point, the spherical membrane, on which to repeat the process. It does not matter where spirit chooses on the membrane to begin the process, as it is a perfect sphere, thus all points are identical to each other, it cannot make a mistake. At this point, God only knows how to do two things, projecting an octahedron and creating a spherical membrane and moving its point of awareness to what is newly created. The next step is described in Genesis in the Bible and thus the next process is commonly referred to as the Genesis pattern. So God moves to the surface of the newly created spherical membrane 
and begins projecting another identical sphere. God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. This has created a very special shape called the vesica Pisces. This shape can be found twice in your own body, the appearance of the human eye behind the eyelids and also the lens within the eye, which adjusts the focus of light. The significance of this connection demonstrates both a left brain and a right brain idea. Understand there's a third place. And apparently this guy doesn't want to talk about it. But go ahead and tell me, ladies, your vaginas do not look like that. Please, please tell me that when I'm wrong. When you're pregnant, that's exactly what your womb looks like at the very beginning. When it opens. Go ahead and tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. well, that's exactly what it looks like. So I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not being an asshole here. It's three times that that shape comes up. Three times. Always three. It's always three. Mm -hmm. And it certainly shocked me when I was first introduced to it. Once again, God only has two options, remain static or project another sphere. To project the third sphere, God moves to what is newly created, which is this circle equator created by the two original intersecting spheres. Again, it does not matter where God chooses on this circle as the central point for the third sphere, as all points on this circle are identical. After the third sphere is created, there is only one more rule God follows when creating the rest of the spheres which complete the first stage of this pattern. The rule is, always move to the innermost circle points before projecting another sphere. This results in the process being perfect and prevents a chaotic mess being created. At the creation of each new sphere, more and more patterns or information become available, such as the Vesica Pisces mentioned earlier. The patterns contained within after each new sphere is added is far too extensive to cover in detail. All that remains to be said is after seven spheres have been created in a vortex-like motion, what we have as a result is known as the seed of life. This basic pattern lays the foundation for the creation of matter and the universe itself. It also gives rise to a shape known as a tube torus if the pattern is spun around the central point. This shape is the only one in existence that can fold upon itself it is also composed of seven equal segments, which can be displayed visually using the seven colors of the visible light spectrum. The seed of life is not the complete pattern. There are two more steps to take, which each reveal yet another layer and also another new set of patterns and information. Following the rule of always move to the innermost points before projecting, God creates an additional six circles on top of the existing seed of life pattern. This motion is often referred to as the second vortex motion. This process is repeated once more, the third vortex motion, which finally gives rise to the next new complete pattern known as the flower of life. This pattern is found throughout the ancient world, but the oldest depiction was found at the Temple of Osiris in Egypt, etched into the granite using a process unknown to modern science. Once again, if we proceed through two more vortex-like motions, adding additional circles to the flower of life, eventually we reach the next new complete layer, the final layer as far as it is understood known as the fruit of life. God has now finished creating the pattern which is used as a template for all material things. Remember, this pattern is still purely imaginary, purely consciousness at this point. You may now be starting to comprehend the basis of the idea that we live in a holographic universe. Everything can be reduced to just two things, structure and consciousness, although obviously even structure is derived from consciousness. It is a funny feeling knowing that you exist as a creation of consciousness, of God, 
given how solid and real the physical world appears. In the next video, I will expand upon some of the patterns and information contained within the forms I showed you in this video, and how this fundamental pattern, nature's first pattern, gives rise to matter, and how it is intimately involved with many aspects of the physical world. Did you ever notice how the, the Milky Way always looks like a fool? In the previous video, oh, yeah. I showed you how two forms... It looks like a... Uh, the Milky Way looks like a hurricane. Kind of like we're all a bunch of fucked up fucktoids running around in circles. The micro is indicative of the macro. Exactly. Always. I, you, infinitely repeating. We're infinitely on a course of self-destruction, it feels like. Anyway, here's the second video. The Vesica Pisces and the Taurus could be extrapolated from the patterns formed. I will now show you some more extrapolations and hopefully it should become clearer to you just how special sacred geometry can be. As before, I am going to be using the two-dimensional pattern to demonstrate to you various things, as it is far easier to comprehend than a fully three-dimensional pattern. You must realise, however, that the actual pattern is fully three-dimensional, and this should become apparent to you shortly when I discuss the platonic solids. After the tube torus and vesica pisces, the next thing that can be demonstrated is known as the tree of life, derived from the seed of life pattern. It is most commonly recognised as a mystical concept within Kabbalah, and is a motif in various world theologies and philosophies. In Kabbalah, it is used as a tool to understand the nature of God and the manner in which he created the world out of nothing. The details of this particular study are too complicated to overview briefly at this point. The next form that can be extrapolated is known as the egg of life. If we proceed to the second vortex motion as described in the previous video and remove all the circles from the seed of life except this central one, we create this new form consisting of eight spheres. This form is three-dimensional, and from our two-dimensional perspective, we are unable to see the eighth sphere, which is located behind this central sphere. This pattern is the most balanced and optimum form for eight spheres existing in direct connection with each other. The reason why it is called the egg of life is because nature uses this form in the embryonic creation process of every single living organism on this planet, with no exceptions. Nature chooses this form because it is the most balanced, most harmonious form possible. We now proceed to arguably one of the most important sets of extrapolations, one which can demonstrate visually as well as mathematically the beauty of sacred geometry. If we take the fruit of life layer defined in the previous video and extract these 13 circles, what we get as a result is known as the holy archetype, Metatron's cube. This can be imagined as an extension of the egg of life, as there are eight spheres in this central portion but also an additional sphere attached in perfect alignment to the corner of each one of the eight central spheres. In total, there are 16 spheres in the three-dimensional version of Metatron's cube. It is interesting to note that the parameters of a hypercube, also known as the terasect, can be extrapolated easily from Metatron's cube, and for this reason literally adds another aspect of dimensionality to this particular form. This arrangement of the spheres is geometrically perfect, so adding or subtracting spheres as previously hinted at with the transformation from the egg of life to Metatron's cube has no impact on the integrity of the geometry itself. For this reason, you should be able to now comprehend the holographic idea as mentioned at the end of the previous video. We have just hinted at a fourth dimensional concept from a three dimensional structure. However, as we cannot directly perceive a fourth dimension, there is little else to mention on this topic at this point. The most widely recognized aspect of Metatron's cube, however, is its relation to... Oh, hey. Really quick, just because I'm asking. 
how, how many people's mind just melted there? I mean, holy shit. That just, he's right. There's a fourth dimensional structure in there. Wow. That, uh, oh, oh, oh. You can almost see Jesus hanging on that cross. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole <laughs> other, fourth what is the fourth dimension to us? To us, it would be faith. Spirit. It'd be spirit. It'd be God. For us, that's, think about your life. What is your life without God? You know, I, I don't tell you what God to believe in. I don't tell you what God to pray to. I never be presumptuous like that. But what I will do is you have to believe in a God. There's a God out there. There's, this is not about us. Folks, this, there's a reason why they always called this the great human experiment. There's a reason for that. It's because it is an experiment. We've been around for 4.11 billion years. The world has. How many times <laughs> do you think this experiment has gone off and it worked? I, have a I would say no. It hasn't worked and every time it ended in the same place where we're kind of going right now. So, um, Pequest said no flat earth. Actually, I think, I think we saw the universe here already. Think about it. No, hold no, on. no. Hold All on, it on. does listen, is no, create listen, a listen, sphere, listen. but it doesn't mean 9, that. 9.08. I'm going to go back to that, but, um, I'm going to show you exactly what I think the universe is. Is it in this one? He showed us in the beginning. There you go. There is. That is the earth. It's a torrent. Okay, hold on. Is there another one? No, it's this. just that. So yeah, that was a torrent. That That's what the earth looks like, I believe. Okay. But what if it's a series? What if all of the different lands, the micro being indicative of the macro, what if they actually look like that? Hmm. This is one world. This is another world. This is another world. Or that's, that's how the world. realms intersect. Mm -hmm. hmm. And each one is its own torrent shape. Could be. Why not? Right? Because God made cells from that. That's and it's perfect. The foundation it's of life. It's perfect. That's the, the perfect most harmonious structure. Correct. Why not? That could be different dimensions digging in on different mm -hmm. sides of. Yeah. Makes you think about. Yeah. It does make you think about CERN, doesn't it, Lindsay? Because you start seeing different shapes there that kind of correspond with what, what's going on at CERN. Where, where were we? No, we were, we're at 908. You were at 908. No, 908 is the total number. Oh. It was like, it was, I think, here. It'd be noted that although Plato's name is attached to the... Oh, it was when it was flipping through space. That's right it, there. right there, yeah. right there. Pause it. The most widely recognized aspect of the point. Pause it. Pause. Stupid I shit. Mm -hmm. I, I, that, that blows my mind. That is... Uh, hmm. 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 That explains all three points. <laughs> Continue. I, yeah, I, Ellsworth, I think the ice wall would be the center circle. Ooh, Maybe the Garden of Eden is inside that. That's a possibility. 
Hmm? Why not? Tree of Life would be there too. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Think As about the that. center. Yep. The center of the torrent with each world then being its own smaller torrent. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The tree of life would be there because the tree of yep. life would be in the center. The of center. It. Yeah. It would have been the thing that started everything. Everything. With Adam and Eve still sitting there. Yep. Outside. The, the most widely recognized aspect of Metatron's cube, however, is its relation to the platonic solids. It should be noted that although Plato's name is attached to these forms, it has been discovered that the late Neolithic people of Scotland had platonic solid ornaments made of stone 1,000 years prior to Plato. This obviously creates a big question of where they got this wisdom from, but that is for another line of inquiry, another video series. There are five platonic solids. The tetrahedron, the octahedron, the hexahedron, the icosahedron, and the dodecahedron. What makes these shapes so special is that the faces, edges, and angles are all congruent, and that each one can fit perfectly inside a sphere with all the corners touching. There are no other shapes in existence which satisfy these conditions, and that is what makes these shapes so special. These five platonic solids also form pairs, known as jewels. The hexahedron and the octahedron make up one pair, and the icosahedron and the dodecahedron make up the other. The tetrahedron is the odd one out, as it is a jewel with itself. What this means is that one can be created inside the other, known as nesting, by connecting all the midpoints of all the faces. This process can be repeated to infinity in either direction. Hold on. Do me a favor. Go back real quick. Check that out. Hold on, folks. Check this out. This is no bullshit. Look at that. What is that? No, go forward just a little bit. It's the Louvre. That's the Louvre. It's literally what we're talking about. Repeated mm -hmm. over and over again. It can't stop. Mm -hmm. It's anatomically, autotomically, ostatomically correct. <laughs> I don't even think that's a word. Asta, I think it is. Asta is. Add that to the dictionary. No, it isn't. Asta is the endpoint of infinity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can be created inside the other, known as nesting, by connecting all the midpoints of all the faces. This process can be repeated to infinity in either direction and demonstrates very clearly the idea of symmetry in a very unique way. It is also possible to nest each platonic solid within the other four without error. However, the symmetry is not as perfect as it is. <coughs> hey, guess what? You see that shape right there? Mm -hmm. That's one of your cells. No shit. That is one of your cells running around your body right now. That's the exact shape. How crazy is that? Mm -hmm. That is fucking nuts. It is with the jewels. So, how do the platonic solids relate to Metatron's cube? If we take the two-dimensional form of 13 circles for the sake of simplicity, and using straight lines, connect the center of every circle to the center of every other circle, we end up with this pattern. What this has created is the parameters for the two-dimensional flattened versions of the platonic solids, with the exception of the dodecahedron. The dodecahedron is special in that it requires one to rotate the three-dimensional version of Metatron's cube by a ratio of phi in order to reveal the missing lines. However, one can add the additional lines on the two-dimensional version by dividing these sides by the golden ratio and adding in the extra lines accordingly. 
It is perhaps for this reason that Plato and Pythagoras shielded others from the dodecahedron, as this particular aspect of wisdom is quite unique, and maybe they felt it would have revealed too much if taught. Wait, 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 wait. time out, time out. What, go back to that, please. Tell me something, folks. Mm-hmm. What do you see there? What, the dodecahedron? It's the it's most tr- perfect yeah, symmetrical triangle. space. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, how can you not see that? Look, there's only men. Like, there's that's only why they women. They literally call it Metatron's cube. Who is Metatron? Who was Metatron? Maybe? Who is Metatron? Who is Metatron? Who is Metatron? Who is? He's an archangel. Yes. Not one that can interact with us per se, but he is an arch- a higher level archangel, actually. Yeah, he's above all the others. Yes. Yeah, he, he sits a lot closer to God than mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think this is called Metatron's cube? Metatron was a scientist that developed humanity. Exactly. Oh, Metatron. Uh-huh. Why was was it wasn't the bad guy in Transformers? In Trans- Metatron, yes. Former's name Metatron. Why was the bad guy who created all of humanity? And look what's in the middle of that. That's the thing that blows me away. Look what's in the middle of that. A perfect 360 degree circle right in the middle of it. And what's in the middle of that? A point. Source. God. Go ahead. Yeah, you're all demonistic. Fine. One world. I'm sorry. I don't see another world, 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 another world with interconnecting points right here and God being at the source. At the center. And this is how we are all connected. When I see the lines, when I talk about the lines that connect us all, this is exactly what I imagine. That's, yeah, bloodlines, especially. Mm -hmm. When you start looking at bloodlines, this is what you get. Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Especially when you get down to the most finite points. I'm dead serious. You get down into some of those family trees where you get down to the only two. Let me tell you something. That's kind of what it looks like. When you draw the lines to all the families and everything else, that's what it looks like. This is how consciousness is connected. This is how bloodlines are connected. This is how worlds are connected. This is how universes are connected. God at the center. Kind of like cells connected. Everything is connected via. And constantly the micro is reflective of the macro. Do you notice how all the points echo a brighter light and they echo back towards the center? Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Mm Mm-hmm. Where they connect. When yep. they connect, there's a brighter light and they echo back towards the center. Yep. All right. So I'm keep going. Interesting. The dodecahedron, as this particular aspect of wisdom is quite unique, and maybe they felt it would have revealed too much if taught. Each platonic solid is also associated with an element, although these connections are considered to be subjective at this point. The ether, for example, is known to be a formless, omnipresent, immaterial substance and thus being associated with a geometric shape doesn't quite work. It has been postulated that the dodecahedron is actually associated with the heavens, or cosmos, and interestingly, cosmologists in France and the US suggested that the universe may actually be in the shape of a dodecahedron, based upon their study of the cosmic microwave background radiation. There are some extra shapes which can be extrapolated from the five platonic solids. 
These are known as the Archimedean solids, of which there are 13 in total. Seven of these can be obtained by truncating one of the platonic solids. Okay, hold on. Truncating I'm sorry. I have to go back means... to that real quick. All right. Did, did you guys read this right here? Is the universe a dodecahedron? Let me read this to y'all. October 8th, 2003. The standard model of cosmology predicts that the universe is infinite and flat. However, cosmologists in France and the U.S. are now suggesting that space could be finite and shaped like a dodecahedron instead. They claim that a universe with the same shape as the 12-sided polygon can explain measurements of the cosmic microwave background, the radiation left over from the Big Bang, the firmament. The, they didn't put the firmament in here, but that's what it is. That spaces with more mundane shapes cannot. J.P. Luminette at all 2003 nature. So... Again, the micro is reflective of the macro. If the universe is infinite and flat, the earth is also flat. If the universe is a dodecahedron, the earth is also a dodecahedron. Get it? Get it? No. Mm -hmm. Because where do we have the flat size on the earth? Hmm. The only place that we have a flat side is underneath us. And that would not be indicative of a dodecahedron. It, however, a dodecahedron would fit inside the earth mm -hmm. perfectly mm -hmm. because 360 degrees is 360 degrees, folks. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect number. Hmm. That's a tough one. Hmm. I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing. I, I, I don't know if the microwaves are about the big bang. Um, anyway, I think the microwaves could be applied to something else. I, I The Van Allen belt, the firmament. Yeah. That's my thought of it. Mm -hmm. I, 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 Cause you know, it's really funny. Bring us back up. And th there's a reason why I bring this up. It's kind of funny because when you start looking at those shapes, go back a little bit, bring the shapes up for me. There's a reason why I'm going to bring this up because this is really interesting. No, no, go back, go back a little bit more. Go back to when he was talking, he had all the uh, shapes up there of the, no, it's forward from that. He had all that's of it. the, that's... no, he had all of the shapes on the screen. Like, no, yeah, that's it. Forward, forward from that because it was past that. He showed all of the shapes and I saw all there, right there. Okay. So when I look at this, right now, understand really quick. So everybody's on the same sheet of music. Understand. I have seen these shapes somewhere else. Where? I'm going to get there. And it's weird because when I say this, you are all going to be like, no way. No, no, Mick, you're wrong. Okay. You ready for this? You want to know where I've seen these shapes before? Mm. Kevlar. Mm. Go, go ahead and look up the binding agents of Kevlar. The binding agents of Kevlar are these shapes, all sorts of different ones, just like this. This is what binds Kevlar together. What does that protect? Human life. Hmm. Hmm. Just throwing it out there. Let's say that God's not in everything. Let's just say God's in some things. But how did he let us discover that that is really, really fucking strong? 
How did he let us know that that is so strong that it will protect human life? Tell me that God's not in everything. And I'll tell you that, I, I, I don't know, Hillary might win a presidential campaign some point mm -hmm. in the future. No. No, I didn't think so. Anyway. Solids, of which there are 30 from the five platonic solids. These are known as the Archimedean solids, of which there are 13 in total. Seven of these can be obtained by truncating one of the platonic solids. Truncating essentially means cutting off the corners of an existing shape to reveal a new face for the previously existing vertex. Two of the Archimedean solids can be obtained by the opposite. Shit, that just smoked me. Okay, Lindsay, you got me. Interesting that you say that the decahedron could fit inside the earth. Could this be the matrix that we're trapped in? Yep. Holy shit. Well banning the platonic solid. The final two are created by snubbing a platonic solid, which is done by moving the faces outward whilst twisting. These shapes and the processes just described require more explanation, but I do not have enough time in this video to do so. I have saved this final extrapolation for last because it will lead on to the next chapter in this video series. It is known as the divine proportion or the golden ratio, and like the mathematical value of pi is an irrational number. This means the exact value can never be fully determined as the creation of this number results in an infinite series of non-repetitive digits. The most simple way to demonstrate the golden ratio is to use the Vesica Pisces layer of nature's first pattern, although there are many other opportunities to demonstrate it, such as with the platonic solids. I will now show you the process of calculating the golden ratio from the beginning. We start with a single length with a value of 1, and using this as the radius, we trace a circle. The diameter of the circle obviously has a value of 2. The next step is to simply create another circle of identical size with its central points located anywhere on the circle defined previously. This creates the Vesica Pisces shape as explained in the previous video. If we add in some guidelines, the rest of this calculation should be very easy to comprehend. We can now construct a simple right angled triangle using the values of 1 and 2. 1 for the height and 2 for the width. The hypotenuse length can be calculated using trigonometry. Using this length, which has a value of 0.5, we rotate it around this point to trace another circle. Where this circle intersects the hypotenuse, we have the final parameter for the golden ratio, which is this newly created length along the hypotenuse. We have now successfully demonstrated this geometric relationship known as the golden ratio and have an approximate number of 1.618 as its value. This can also be used to construct what is known as the golden spiral and is most commonly recognized in the Nautilus shell. The golden spiral can be approximated using a series of numbers known as the Fibonacci series. This relationship is an aspect I will be mentioning in the next video where I will show you sacred geometry in the biological world and how nature utilizes these forms and principles to give rise to the symphony of life we see all around us. Wow. Yeah, that's just wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I yeah, uh, y'all know what it is. It's God. It's not us. Yeah, it ain't us. I'll tell you that right now. So, 
um, the Gaia channel did a whole series on this too. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. They did a whole series on what? Sacred geometry. Sacred geometry. And how it connects to your okay. consciousness. And uh, are we going to some, at some point, I'm hoping you're going to pull in the geometrical figures that are in the crop circles because those are that's all that's what that is all crop circles come up in sacred geometrical sequences they'll come up in fibonacci sequences even though they've been proven fake they haven't all been proven fake they've been proven that they're not like aliens they're yeah, people they're, are doing them. and not all of them the real ones are energy pulses that come up from the earth in sacred geometric shapes shapes usually in a fibonacci sequence and the plants that grow in them grow 40% bigger, they're drought resistant, they're pest resistant, they're disease resistant. That's why I built my electroculture gardens in a Fibonacci sequence. You know what I'm build my next electroculture garden in? The decahedron. I would. A series of circles. One, two, three, four, five. That would six, make sense. Seven. Yep. And all you got to do is put a stake in so many feet at every. And I'll corner. do it in a with a golden ratio of one point. 618 so i'll yep. do exactly that so i'll i'll do the you know one foot diameter so i'll i'll figure out where my first circle is going to be and you could do and a I'll, size too but because I'll you put could it, do but listen what i'll do is i'll put a stake out in the middle of that and i'll walk out you know i'll measure it out one foot and i'll do the diameter around right so i'll draw it out in chalk basically or spray paint or something um and then i'll go 1.618 feet from that from the center of that one mm -hmm. and start my next circle mm -hmm. so well, that they overlap a little bit. Just remember every single one you plant a 12 inch mm -hmm. uh, electroculture stake. Well, big, but bigger than 12 inches. Well, yeah. I mean, you could start out with just the 12 inches, right? When you're laying it out. Then when you're putting your wire down, because you want to put the wire down yeah, yeah. in the same sequence underneath, yep. Yep. what is so below yep. shall be above. Exactly. So listen, if you're going to do this, listen to how this actually works. If we're going to play God in this, all right, you want to do a Fibonacci sequence in your garden. That's fine. It's cool. Do mm -hmm. it. She did it. Worked great. It's awesome. Um, but this one, when you do the decahedron, do like, so underneath you've got to put circles yep. that intersect every yep. 1.618 feet. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And when you do that, you build that under the ground and then you attach then the, the electroculture at the, at the intersections at the centers. Of them. Yep. Yes. And next thing you know, I, I at bet the center of each holy circle. shit. Could you imagine then, what the fruit fall will be from that? Yeah. Wow. I think I'm going to do it actually around my, I might move my, the, the box where I, well, I don't know. I take it. Maybe I'll do it in the next clearing behind where the fence is sitting right now. But just where you can put it in view of Dickhead's yard. So we can just bring down his yard value. Whatever. Because he thinks that does that. So it's okay. Anyway, um, but it should be. Um, that's definitely what I'm doing. So that'll be epic. That'll be <sighs> yes, polka dot v, uh God is guarding, is guiding my my gardening and my life, most definitely. So uh, and you know, I released the the first sacred ge geometry package on electrofreedom.com mm -hmm. with or in the three levels, the five foot, six foot, and seven foot antennas. So it's nine antennas, directions on how to put it in a Fibonacci sequence, a couple of video calls with me for whatever to help you plan it out um, and give you advice 
down the line. And uh, yeah. And then of course you always get 20% off with the promo code Wolfpack at electrofreedom.com. Also, so. the planting advice is really important because if you're planting or you're doing mass plantings or um, you're putting things together, yep. she knows like the ones you put together that'll yep. increase your Yield. fruit, mm -hmm. however, decrease your bug and your uh, all the resistance side yep. of it, which is the good part. You can cover up a lot of shit by planting a couple herbs around mm -hmm. where you're planting fruit and bugs will never come near your shit. Yeah. They'll leave it alone. Yeah. So I, they won't smell it. I'm mad that I planted my garlic before I, at the same time that I planted the herbs because the garlic was already sprouting, but the herbs obviously hadn't sprouted yet. And fucking squirrels came in or something came in and ate all the garlic except for one garlic scape. And, uh, but now that the herbs have come up, I can plant the garlic in there again, replant the garlic in there and do it all over again. So that'll actually nine months for fucking garlic. garlic. I have garlic so much garlic right so now. Much. It does. It does. So, um, hey, pass me that because we have like five minutes until oh. actual tribute. So before we get this, finish that going. Well, give me this. And you finish you that. Do that, and yeah, I well, will. Hit, do this. I think there's one more hit in there. So go ahead no, and finish it because you don't want to waste it. Just stir it up but with the. the I thing. will. I will go for it. Keep mm -hmm. going with this so okay. we can get to tribute time. So yeah. So I'm. I'm. I. In fact, I might take down the tomato garden because it's been shit anyway yeah and do that um in there we'll see all right well continue with this anyway put this back no this up. is a new one oh this is yeah a new yeah one. that's oh. a new one that's why i was saying let's oh, let's okay. well then you before yeah, you we get it. going on that you can bag it yeah because you do better at that than I, I, I really do he makes such a mess such a waste all the time but i don't because she makes a bigger mess than I do and she doesn't see it. And I, I laugh at her because she says I make a mess and she makes a bigger mess than I do. Only loading the bowl. Everywhere well, that's else. a big, that's a big mess, babe. Everywhere else I make a bigger mess. He makes a big mess in loading the bowl. It's a big mess, babe. You make a bigger mess than I do. I mean, true. Hey, you do. You know you do. But not when it comes to wasting weed. I don't waste weed. <laughs> that's when you become Jewish. I don't know where the grinder is. You got the grinder. I do. So I do. Absolutely. Anyway, we do have tribute coming up though. Anybody know how the game's going? Hmm. I'm trying to figure it out because my phone's not in here. I'm just wondering. Are they losing horribly? I mean, if they are, fine. Fuck it. Whatever. It just they're fucking stupid because Jesus. We've got the best record in the NFC right now. They're excellent at choking. They're they great are. at fucking it up. They are. They really are. They lost last week. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. The week before then? No. They yeah. Didn't. They didn't lose. Yeah, they did. No, they lost the week before. Yes. Okay. Not last week. They didn't lose last week. They won last week. They beat the Dolphins last week. I know exactly what they did last week. <sighs> Jesus. I don't think he's going to help the Eagles, babe. Oh, no. The Eagles won. It's 38 31. <laughs> Woo! Go, birds! <laughs> Philly smoked them in the fourth quarter. Damn. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Thank you, Philly. Love you guys. Well done. Touche. Wow. There you go. See, Redneck Renegade just brought up the score for you, too. Eagles won. <laughs> We're, we're not at a 90s disco, babe. 
No. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I was. I, look, I'm happy. Fuck. What's wrong with that? Jesus. I get fucking uh, shit on. I get shit on everywhere I go. Well, you're an Eagles fan, of course I know. you do. I know. That's what happens. Just the fact that you even watch football these days gets you shit on. Look, the fact that I watch football is just the last thing you're not going to steal from me. It's just I, I got to do it. I, I love it. It's a great sport. I played it. I've no people that play it. It's a great sport. I'm sorry. What about I still when they love all it. go the way of Matthew Perry? Well, that'll be that. Yeah, you guys heard about Matthew Perry, I'm sure. I was um, almost like, I actually said, I was like, I want to watch Fools Rush In on the show because that's my favorite Matthew Perry movie. Even though he um, literally put out a shirt that in the Friends logo that oh my God, vaccinated. Candace Taylor. Uh, lady, look, I already love you. I don't know what you're trying to do. You're trying to steal me away from my wife. You got me. All right. So look, true. when you post some shit like you did today and you post that Matthew Perry's last t-shirt that he ever saw, saw said, I'm more vaccinated than anybody will ever know. Let me tell you something. That's all I ever had to hear because <sighs> that's exactly what killed him. Everybody knows that vasodilation will not kill you vasodilation Paying is pickleball and then getting in a hot tub is not a recipe for a heart attack look unless you've had like 12 jabs or you smoked a lot of crack don't do anything or you smoked a lot of crack one of the two because that will lead to a heart attack but vasodilation will not kill you vasodilation like look folks you heard me talk about the uh um about the cold bath i i i, I talked about it in here before yeah. it is the quickest way to improve <laughs> your mood your life and everything about you is get in the, get in the water when it's 40 degrees or under and let me tell you something two things happen to you jesus comes to you first the second thing that happens is you also realize you, what god is you have my phone so um because it's cold and it hurts Remember when we were watching the uh, the? You want to get hot? Yeah, I do. Fasting the other day. Yes. And and he also he mentioned like extreme temperature changes will yep. also do that. And I was first thing that came to mind was like, yeah, cold bath. So the one thing, yep. vasodilation. Yep. It's the best thing for your heart. It's the best thing for your body. It's the best thing for your lungs. It actually reprograms your heart. If you look at it at a molecular level, your heart gets reprogrammed from the cold. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, it's got a lot to do with it. That's why you do it. Yep. Oh yeah, no, he was a he was a total freaking pedo. That, there's there's no doubt. I mean, he. Was, I'm pretty sure he, he was. I mean, satanic worship on the freaking set of Friends apparently was a thing. So yeah, I I didn't know that, and apparently, uh, what's her name called him out on it, and that's why she did the screen movies. I didn't even know that. Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox called him out on it and said you're a bitch because you're doing this pedo shit on the fucking. Uh, on She's the right there too. They fucking MK altered her. She doesn't even remember filming most of Friends. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that went on for 10 years. She has like no memory of it. Mm -hmm. You know what time it is, though. We're just getting crazy. So, yep. It'll get better. Smoke it up. It's for the J Man. Justin, to you, sir. We saw your sacred geometry, sir. We appreciate it. We understand it. We're good. We love weed. It's our life. Shit. 
Make it yours. You'll be fine. Come along and take a hit from the ball. Clary Lou, how's it going over there in England? How are you surviving with it? You like to how we like to hear how our brothers and sisters are doing across the pond. Y'all remember tomorrow. The good book starts at 8 a.m. instead of 8.30. We start going for an hour. Oh, you're Mm going to do an hour? Yep. Because it got to the point where after the intro and the outro and I'm done running my mouth, I only read the Bible for like 15 minutes. So I figure I'll make it like 40 minutes instead. 35, 40 minutes instead. Hold on. Yeah. Let Let me throw some maybe not really science on you. Uh huh. You know, I listen to, fuck, I listen to Rush Limbaugh and uh, Dan Bongino and all those fucksticks for years. The only one that ever provided me an argument for about the reason the show is the link that it is was actually Dan Bongino. He really did. He actually did. He provided a pretty solid argument. He said, look, I'm going to keep my show an hour long because you all don't have more than an hour you can give me. Think about it. I'm not asking for, I'm asking for your time and your money. Because when you're giving me your time, you're giving me your money. Because you're listening to what I'm saying. I agree with that. Maybe what you're supposed to do is keep it what you've got it. Because what people tune in and listen to is that part of the God that they hear? Maybe it's not just about. No, I asked. I, I intro. asked if they wanted me to extend it to an hour and they all said yes. Okay. Pretty resoundingly. Yes. So. Except Ellsworth. I know I'm going to kill you on the time zone, but you know, you can always go back and watch the replay. You don't need to get up at 5 a.m. Silly. Yeah. No shit. Just watch it when you wake up. I mean, we'd love it that you're so committed, but bro, you ain't got to do that. Dude, you never like deaf, like deaf reached out to me the other day. He goes, dude, I'm so sorry. I haven't been there in the last couple of days. I said, dude, you never have to apologize for not being. A... It's not a big deal, but how are you doing? Okay. All right. Um, real quick before we go back to what we're doing here, John, that's an awesome question. And there's another uh, comment that I wanted to address from much earlier. Um, oh, OG. Thank you so much. OG. Thank you. Someone, someone said, uh, that we need to insulate our coop because it's going to get below freezing. We live in Southern Georgia, darling. It doesn't, it's like 80 degrees out right now. It doesn't get below freezing. Maybe in February. We, we put a light out there. The chickens are fine, but it'd be like a heat lamp. Yeah. You know, they don't, uh, that's it. They're, they're trust. I have a coop. Trust me. We have a coop. It's insulated. It's protected. It's not insulated. Not yet. It will be. Yeah. Um, It will be because we're getting plywood for it. We're going to insulate the shit out. It'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yep. I'm not worried about our coop. Our coop is fine. Mm-hmm. The issue is my neighbor. Yeah. That's the issue. Anyway, but John asked, so he said, if the electroculture impacts plants and bugs, does it help chickens? Well, you know, that's funny because whenever I go, whenever I see one of the hens inside the garden, especially the pepper garden, you know where I find eggs. 
I find them in the direct center of like the tightest part of the Fibonacci sequence. Cause what I did with the ones in there is I dug a hole down. I actually put a, a concrete block on top of it and then I dropped the antenna in. Um, and then I filled the inside of the con concrete block up with dirt as well. And I used that as a planter so that the antenna is impacting both the concrete block that it's in and the ground below it. And that's where the Tabasco plant is. Like that's where the, the start of the, se the sequence is. But inside where those concrete blocks meet, because it forms a, um, a rectangle, inside there that the chickens love to lay their eggs in there. I will say we have probably some of the biggest chicken eggs I've ever seen. Every single one of our chicken eggs since I started putting the electroculture, since I put the, I mean, they've been around the electroculture their entire laying careers, right? Um, Cause they're only about a year old, but uh, I have one of those egg scales that I bought, right? Tells you how many ounces it is. I, I except for maybe like the very first egg, no, because even those, those those tend to be double double yoked. Um, we had remember we had so many double yoked eggs when the yep. girls first started laying. Oh, we even had one triple triple. It was crazy. Um, every single egg that we get is off the scale, literally off the scale. Yep. So and the ducks too. And the duck eggs are they don't fit in. They even don't even cartons. There's not a scale. Yeah, they're oh no, the duck eggs are insanely they're big. Huge. Um, even our silky eggs. Are, are bigger than are starting to get bigger. Yeah. Since we got she's like, been here. we got like a little one the first time. Now they're getting well, bigger. And now it's almost getting to the size, the size of, of what of, you could consume. Um, no, it is. I mean, we use it all the time, a medium size egg. Yeah. So yeah, it's the normal size of what you get in your store. Yeah. That's what our silkies are laying. Our silkies are laying eggs that are almost twice the size of their body. It'd be, yeah. Well, I mean, she's not that a big, third. but uh, a third I mean, she's, she's a, she's got a good, you know, a good size egg on it. So yeah. Um, yes, I, I definitely think the electroculture helps the birds a yeah, lot. I, I think so too. Yeah. I think it helps with everything though, because I think when you uh, start to do it, there's, it's weird now because when I, cause I mow the lawn mm -hmm. and it's the one time a week that I actually traverse all over every part of my property. It, it, you know, guys, you guys know what it is. You, you've done it before yourselves. You've been sitting there on the tractor. You've been sitting there thinking to yourself, you had your headphones in, you're listening to music and you're driving your tractor and you're sitting there thinking to yourself and you're like, this is the one time I actually communion with every part of my property a week. Have you ever asked for anything? Have you ever given thanks? One of the things I always find myself doing when I'm cutting the grass is I'm always giving thanks because I think about it. If grass can grow, anything can grow on my property. Mm -hmm. If I can get grass to take off, like I get grass everywhere else in my yard, then I can grow anything. That's the way you should be feeling. That's the way you should be looking at life. That's the way we're supposed to look at it. If you can do one thing, if you can keep a well-manicured lawn, <laughs> guess what? You can keep a garden. Guess what? If you can keep a garden, you can keep a flock of chickens. 
Guess what? If you can keep a flock of chickens, you can probably keep some cows, some goats, and all sorts of other wildlife. What's stopping you? The county, apparently. Well, that's true in our case. Because <laughs> we, we can't have a cow or goats. Not here. I'd love to have a cow. Oh, we will. But as soon as we move, we have a lot to do before we get to that. But And we can make it happen pretty quick if we wanted to. I'm just saying, shit, folks, think about it. Mm -hmm. It's not much. It's always just a little step up. Chicken math. It's what chicken math is. It's one little step up. Every time you think you're only getting two, you're getting 12. For instance, I've got fucking like nine. Anybody want a rooster? Got some roosters we I got like to give away. We have 12 roosters. We honestly have 12 roosters. Uh, literally, I think we have another one coming up too. It's weird because the roosters are getting bigger. They are. Some of them are like big red is huge. Jack is bigger than Sergeant Buttercup. Sergeant Buttercup. Mm -hmm. Jack is gigantic. And big red is bigger than both of them. Jack like got on my arm. Tore that up. Jack's not fucking around no more. Mm -hmm. Jack is not full of shit. He is. He's a big boy. He's a big. It, it's amazing. You know what, though? We put them in the coop at night. They're all chill. Man, there's so, no fights. No. no, nothing. No, nothing. They're all just hanging out. Mm -hmm. It is so. It. Um, I, I. The other day I was thinking about it because somebody brought this up. The Ark. Noah's Ark. Think about it. He put all those animals on there. None of them fought. None of them killed each other. Mm -hmm. They all went to sleep. The reptiles went to sleep. Everybody did everything they were supposed to do. They got on the ark and they went to sleep and went in their little cubbies and went to sleep. Nothing happened. And they floated for. That's because he got them high the whole time. 40 days and 40 nights. Seriously. Yeah. Because he got them high the whole time because. What were they growing? They, they. They flower smoked. of the earth. They smoked and the flew, flower of the, the earth. earth. They smoked and blew the smoke of the flower of the earth at them. Mm -hmm. hmm. That was a hell of a high back then, apparently. No Fuck! I want some pure shit. That's got to be fucking mind altering. Anyway, let's go back to sacred geometry because this is really cool. Welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Robert J. Gilbert. Our first great secret of sacred geometry reveals that every human being can develop the ability to perceive, create, and send these divine packed thought forms of sacred geometry. The law of attraction, that you will attract to yourself what you create in your consciousness, is an example of modern teachings on the power of the human mind to create. Science of mind and related mental healing methods are examples of the power of the human mind to heal and to create the fundamental conditions of both illness and health depending on how skillfully we use our minds. Many healers have found that when they combine the clear focused creation 
of a thought form holding the desired state of health with whatever method of healing they are applying, that the results improve, sometimes miraculously. This method is very powerful when the light of our consciousness, our mind power, is focused and coherent like a laser light. It is also strengthened when beneficial spiritual beings and energies are lovingly asked to help with the healing. This ability to perceive or create thought forms at the higher macrocosmic level is not based on thinking in words. It is a higher order thinking in mental images, in sounds, in internal vibrational states. It is a thinking that lives and plays in the vibrational essence behind physical things. The sacred geometric structures of the human energy body are keys to access our latent spiritual powers. The difference between an ordinary person and a spiritual adept is that the latter has an energy field which is highly activated and sacred geometrically structured. This makes available to them higher states of consciousness and other powers, which appear magical to ordinary people who are stuck in dense, toxic energy fields. For this reason, hidden traditions of initiation around the world train their students to understand where the key spiritual centers are in their energy field and how to activate them. This knowledge of the sacred geometry structures of the human energy system opens up a hidden world which controls health and illness, our mind and emotions, and our latent spiritual potential. We can now experience a simple practice to create and absorb a sphere of bioenergy. Remember the fundamental ethical rule of safety when learning new energetic methods, which is to first practice them on yourself until you master them before using them on others and to only use them on others with their explicit permission. We will begin with the energy field awareness practice, which is simply to become quiet inside and tune into the feeling of energy in and around your body, as well as observing whatever thoughts and emotions are in your consciousness at this moment. You don't need to change or manipulate in any way what is in your energy field or your mind during the energy field awareness practice. Simply observe and become aware of whatever is present. This gives you a baseline to then observe changes in your energy or consciousness from any energetic or spiritual practice that you do. So please do the energy field awareness practice for a moment. Now we can begin the classical energy sphere creation practice. Our hands are used to project life energy called prana, chi, ether, etc. in different traditions all over the world. The most powerful energy emission in the hands is the center of the palm, which is acupuncture point pericardium 8 in Chinese medicine. Energy emissions may also come from the fingers. However, the center of the palm is the most powerful hand energy center. Remember the principle that energy follows attention. Wherever you put your attention, your energy goes there. Simply by putting attention on the palms of the hands, you start to activate the energy emissions there. So please take a few deep breaths, deep into your belly, relax, and become quiet inside. 
Place your attention on the center of your palms, feeling the natural vibration there. Now to increase the sensation of the vibration you feel there, rub the palms of your hands briskly together and then stop and feel the vibration at the palms and between the two hands. Move your palms closer and further from each other, feeling the compression of the energy between them when you move them closer together. Then start to play with that energy, moving your hands in spherical rotations, forming the energy between the palms into a sphere held between the hands. Use your attention and mind power to move your awareness and energy into the center of the sphere held between your hands. This is the zero point centering practice you learned in episode two of this series. This activates the divine plane, the unified field power. Then from the center of the sphere, use your mind power to radiate the energy back to the boundary of the sphere, which is the radiance practice. Lead the energy of the sphere to cycle sequentially through the zero point centering and radiance phases to gently implode into its own center and explode back out to the boundary of the sphere in a regular rhythm, creating a steady pulsation of the sphere as if it was a beating heart. Set up the pulsation of the sphere to match the rhythm of the beating of your own heart in your chest. Feel the change in the vibration of the sphere in your hands when you set it to pulse with the beating of your own heart. Imprint now into the sphere with your mind power, a gentle light blue pastel color, like the color of the clear sky, which can help calm and soothe stress and agitation. The vibrational power of blue also specifically helps to stabilize and hold the sphere together and to preserve thought forms we project into the sphere. Feel the change in the vibration of the sphere in your hands when you imprint the light sky blue color into it. Generate then in your mind a thought form of dynamic vitality and health, of disintegrating any toxic invasions or accumulations in your body. See in your mind's eye clear images of yourself bursting with this vital energy and health, with any toxicity or issues dissolving away to nothing. Accompany these images of health with generating the feeling of health and happiness in your body and energy field. Be aware that these images and feelings are creating a coherent thought form inside your head. Then you're projecting this thought form from inside your head then from the area between your eyebrows into the sphere held between your hands. Feel the change in the vibration of the blue sphere held between your hands when you add this thought form of health and vitality into the blue sphere. Then you can use your hands to take the blue sphere and push it into your own solar plexus. Absorb the sphere then into your solar plexus, laying your hands on top of the solar plexus as the sphere is absorbed. Close your eyes and relax, feeling the shift in your body and energy field 
when the blue sphere releases its beneficial contents into your solar plexus. Then you can relax and return your hands to your lap and then use the energy field awareness practice once again to quietly tune into the shift of energy in and around your body from having created and absorbed this sphere of energy. How does your energy feel different than it did before the start of the practice? Observe also any shifts in your mental thoughts and emotional feelings from having absorbed the sphere. This process of creating the energy sphere can also be used for manifestation purposes by placing specific thought forms within the sphere of what you choose to manifest and then placing the visualized sphere within the energetic environment where this situation can materialize. This practice can be repeated and reinforced daily to keep the sphere active and working. He's got a very scary voice. I hope you guys out there, truck drivers, my truck drivers, fuck, I hope you pulled over because he's got a, dude, he'll put you in a trance. That shit's not, no joke. That's like fucking with your mind type shit. Wow. That was impressive. Come on. Okay, here we go. Oh. All right. One more. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. It was definitely very circular like. I uh I agree. Mm -hmm. Um which in and of itself is so the basis of all the sacred geometry forms. Dr. Pyrostein. The feminine side anyway. Hold on real quick. Dr. Pyrostein, hold on. Because you said weed doesn't have a flower. Yeah. You said that weed doesn't have a flower. Weed is a flower. Dude, I, I got bad news for you, bro. Weed's got the biggest stem out there. Look, I what you smoke is the flower. That's the flower. That's what you're smoking. That's why they call it flower. Dude, we um I was in Afghanistan. Um, I had to go on emergency leave, I had to come back. It was she had a uh kidney thing and um we literally had just touched down we did a mission that night out in the woods ran through a pot field it was pretty badass actually because weed was all around me it was so cool i was like holy shit my wife would be so jealous right now get back that night and uh, that morning and they tell me hey she's got kidney stones i get this call from the state she's got kidney stones she's got to go to the doctor this that the other thing yeah shit i gotta come home she's like yeah I, I i they're talking about cutting me i was like oh no no they're not i will be home so uh i'm sitting there and uh which he didn't make it home before they actually used sound waves on me um which is another thing where i was about to would you shut sorry up? go ahead thank you mm -hmm. anyway so I'm trying to get home. They put me in an airport. I'm sitting there on emergency leave trying to get home. And uh, I was just running around all these pot fields just the other night. Literally running right through the fields. I'm in the same uniform. I got whipped by all this pot. Okay. And let me tell you something. It leaves resin everywhere. Yep. 
So I'm sitting there against this wall. I got my head up against the wall. I'm trying to get some sleep, trying to get a little bit of shut eye before I get up to have to deal with this flight and these dogs, these cops are walking through the airport in Afghanistan with all these, or well, not in Afghanistan. I had made it to Qatar at that point. I was sitting in the Qatari airport just waiting. And uh, they, they got these dogs walking through. And these dogs ran right up to me. They started licking my uniform. They never alerted. They never did anything. They just came up to me like I was supposed to be there. Licked the shit out of my uniform. I mean, I'll tell you what. They were on every part where any weed hit. Dude, you know the hardest thing to teach a Belgian male? To alert on weed. To alert on weed. You can get them to alert on heroin. You can get them to alert on cocaine. You can get them to alert on any other illegal substance. However, weed... It's almost damn near impossible. The only way you get a Belgian mal to alert on weed is like what they did to me. And they come over and they start licking the shit out of it. Why? It's the flower. It's flower God, yo. I'm telling you, flower God. this is no bullshit anymore. Justin was onto something here. All right. So one more video for y'all before we get out of here. About how sacred ge sacred geometry will connect you to the supreme energy. What's the difference? Exactly. Exactly. Just wondering. Imagine if you lived in a country that spoke a language and you did not speak the language of that country. You would be pretty useless because you wouldn't be able to communicate with others. We live in nature and there's a divine pen that keeps writing and drawing all those shapes in nature. It's a message, a subtle energy message, subtle energy information being constantly drawn in front of us. And unfortunately, nobody reads. Biogeometry. Okay, I did not know my wife was going this route. Hey, real quick. This is the father of the thousand meter rule. Understand when I'm talking about a thousand meter rule, thousand meters means within a thousand meters. If you're a human, you can feel another human. How do I know this? Cause I've been in the deepest, darkest jungles, the deepest, darkest wooded places in all of America and all of the world. And let me tell you something. No matter what, I've had people walk directly up on me. I've had people almost take a shit on me. And I'm not joking about the taking the shit part. Swear to God that fucking happened. I was in a fucking... We'll get into that later. Long story short... This is the thousand meter rule. I am telling you, listen to this. It's all about design related to life force and consciousness because geometry is, geo is the earth. Metri has to do with measurements of the earth. That means land survey, basically, as it was in ancient Egypt. And when you put geo with bio, you're moving to another dimension. You are, you are moving from the physical to the subtle energy level. So bio, geometry means measuring the life force of the earth. 
bio here is a life force and it includes uh, consciousness of course and that makes the earth a living being a living being and in which we are part we do not live on the earth we live in the earth because we live inside the atmosphere of the earth which is part of the earth itself so we are part of this living being just as our immune cells or blood cells are part of our being so when we act we have to act according to the general uh, laws of the being in which we are part so we will start from there looking at the language of nature nature needs to be understood and it is understood through the principles of its design language so let us go further into the design language of nature and see what is different in this design language from other design languages that we use we have to look at the design language of nature try to understand it in nature we have to see how things grow how life force interacts with natural shapes the moment we mention life force as a major component in the development and growth of natural shapes we enter into multidimensionality of nature's design language it's not a design language that acts in the physical world no it's a design language that is multidimensional so for example if i want uh, to contain uh, a liquid i design my cup in a way that contains uh, this liquid if it's a flat surface it won't contain it so it has to be designed in a certain way to contain it okay that's containing physical uh, matter now we want to contain the full life force the full life force in nature has so many levels it has vitality levels it has emotional levels it has mental levels and all levels are different levels of consciousness at the same time and there are all the laws of nature are working through all those levels so here we are dealing with a physical shape that contains multi-dimensionality of subtle energy levels that means the physical shape is only a very small part of the total living shape in nature now how can it contain how can a physical shape contain things that are elusive to it the only way that it can do it is through resonance and resonance we should understand that in uh, with the musical instrument string instrument for example if you hit one uh, string every eighth string or every string with double or half its length will resonate with it so the law of resonance goes from zero to infinity the law of resonance when things are in resonance there is a sort of bi-directional information exchange and this information is how this energy affects us meaning that it's qualitative so qualities as we know for example musical notes are an effect on us they are qualities sounds are qualities and we know that they are they repeat themselves on on the different octaves so that means a quality actually 
exists in all levels of nature from zero to infinity. Qualities are different than quantities. Quantitative aspects are limited to certain ranges, while qualitative uh, aspects are universal. Any quality in the universe is multidimensional. So here, the shape itself on a physical level is designed in such a way that every angle in that shape resonates with a certain level of subtle energy that's invisible. So certain uh, principles, design principles that you are going to look at in the design of shape will make this shape resonate with emotions, with mental levels, with spiritual levels, or with vitality. And we have those shapes, those geometrical shapes that resonate with all those levels. We can use them in biogeometry to access information on all those levels, either to find disturbances on the different levels or to correct them, disturbances on the uh, different levels. So we have our sort of shape codes for the different subplanes of nature, and we have rulers on which we can uh, detect uh, everything on the subplanes of nature. That is why when we are studying the multidimensionality of nature's design language, we actually have the practical tools of doing the research. Now, how does something physical connect to the higher dimensions? Now, the resonance is achieved. The resonance with higher dimensions is achieved. The connection happens through vortices. So you have a vortex like that, that connects between every dimension. So if I draw here, if I draw, if this is one dimension, physical dimension, and then I have a vortex like this, this vortex can connect to another dimension and you can have a, a third dimension and so on. So those vortices, they're bi-directional spirals. They connect between planes of nature. So while this one is our visible one, visible plane of nature, these are invisible planes of nature, the higher planes of nature. They're invisible. So every natural shape here, imagine this thick line to be a natural shape in nature, has this multidimensional connectivity all the way to an archetypal level here, an archetypal level. The archetypal level is a level where the patterns or the templates of all shapes are stored. And so the templates, the energy templates come down here and govern the shaping of this shape here in whatever sh shape it is governed by the shapes. We call that the archetypal dimension. You have the human template, you have the plant template, you have the tree templates, and all those are communicated down here. They are communicated through emotional levels, mental levels, and so on. All those levels are consciousness levels. They, they come down here. So there is growth. Let us look at the human being. I, I get my friend here. This is a statue. And we've dealt with this in our courses. Now, I can actually measure centers of rotation on the statue. I have centers of emission of life force. Now, the centers of emission of life force are 
related in a way to the shape, like we said, the shape of the container connects to all the higher levels and it connects that through the vortices. So in a human being, we have seven major vortices here that we call the chakras, one on the head here, here, and heart chakra, stomach chakra, procreation chakra, base chakra. And then we have some other chakras above and some other chakras below. Now, if I can measure the chakras, those vortices on a statue, it means that the shape creates the connective vortices to all the higher dimensions. Now, a statue on a physical level is not alive, but through its shape, it contains all the other dimensions. So actually, a statue can be a container of all the higher dimensions and transmit them. I can take them from the statue, transmit them to me. So I can actually interact with the chakras of the statues. This means that chakras are basically a result of a forming process. We have uh, a law that says subtle energy formed or shaped produces function. So when we look at natural shapes, like let's go a bit inside the body and see how an open energy system like the human being interacts with subtle energy outside. Subtle energy, that means life energy, exists outside. Now life energy is drawn in. I draw it, let's say, through my breath. I draw in and out. When I draw in life energy, it goes into the lungs. Now, the lungs are shaped to produce the life energy in such a way that give it a certain function. So the energy is formless. The subtle energy comes in with all the functions together. Now, every time they have to be rearranged in such a way optimal for the function they produced. And that happens through the shaping, the shaping of the body, how the lungs shape the subtle energy to produce the energy needed on that level. Let's say the stomach will do it in a different way. The energy coming into the heart will do it in a different way. So the shape of every organ will give subtle energy the functions that are needed to be produced on the physical level. And at the same time, those shapes create the vortices needed for the multidimensionality of interacting with energy. You breathe energy, your lungs, the shape of your lungs should actually be fine-tuned to all the levels of subtle energy. Otherwise, it will lack. It should be fine-tuned to vitality, to emotions, to mental, to spiritual. So the design of the shape of the lung will act with all those levels to produce the needed function. So in a statue here, I can actually, uh, since their functions related to the shape of the body, I can activate one or the other, make it stronger than the other. So let's say if I move the center of balance of the shape like that on the heart level, see, on the heart level like this, I will accentuate this chakra. On a stomach level, accentuate this chakra on this level, accentuate this chakra. So here we understand that the chakras are shape-related, form-related. They are created on the physical level through the forming process on the physical level to connect so that the forming process creates chakras, energy wheels, that produce multidimensional vortices that connect with the higher levels and bring down 
life energy into a shape. So it is all about making living energies. Now, we have a problem in our civilization. When we developed modern science, we excluded the human being from all our experiments because we thought that the human being is too subjective, too opinionated and things like that. And subjectivity gives very complex variables in any experiment, but it doesn't mean that they cannot be studied, those complex variables. We can go into them, but it makes things so complicated having a subjective effect in creating a physical experiment that we decided to keep the human being out of uh, our scientific experiments. So we developed a scientific world. We developed modern technology with the human being out of it. So what should have been done? I mean, when I have a formula, any formula, whether I'm building a chip or building anything, if I add the human variable to it, but that means I'm adding emotional, mental, spiritual concepts, I'm adding subjectivity, I'm adding all those things in the formula. Yes, we should have a, a sort of a dynamic variable in there that contains so many secondary variables in it that reflect the subtle energy of life, that reflects life force. So life force becomes a major variable in the formula of our scientific uh, experiments or in our scientific worldview. Then we would be building a civilization for human beings or for living uh, or living beings. But what we are doing now is we have created a very advanced civilization that gives ultimate leisure and pleasure to humanity while at the same time being at the cost of the human being. There's something wrong in this formula. We are building a civilization that depletes life energy. That means our civilization is sucking out the life energy out of the living systems in nature. And that means reduced life energy means reduced immunity. That means as we go along, as civilization advances, immunity is reduced and we end up with so many types of pandemics that will actually sooner or later uh, end life on earth. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Hold on. I'm Obviously you're chatting. I know. I know. It's just funny. It was funny. Just made me laugh. Sacred geometry is an aspect of your consciousness. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Is it? Were you paying attention? Yes. Okay. Well, then you tell me. Was it? What do you think? Stop. What do you think? Would you agree? Yeah, because sacred geometry is the foundation of all life. So wouldn't it be the foundation of your consciousness? Exactly. So if it's the foundation of all life and mm -hmm. it's the foundation of your consciousness... Then maybe the way to heal the world is to get your frequency to vibrate at a similar level to that, to everybody else connected consciousness. No, we're not talking a connected. Well, we all think the same not way collective, at one point in time. Connected, 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 not collective, like connected. Metatron's cube. 
connected consciousness, not collective. Mm-hmm. Connected meaning we agree on certain boundaries of our We're right all limit, connected to each our other. left limit, and where we exist. We are all connected to each other. That's or what they're talking were about. All when, connected to each other. Well, that's at least what they're talking about when it comes to Metatron's cube. And my belief, at least, is that we're connected mm-hmm. in our consciousness and in our being. Either way, we got to get the fuck out of we here. We do, because I got to bring um, the kids to see a movie. You guys have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. She'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 8, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. for, for the, the good, good book. book. Yep. Good book, 8 a.m. now. Mm-hmm. 8 a.m., one hour mm-hmm. of the good book. So, yeah, night. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see what happens. Let's just put it that way. See what happens. And we are he divinely will intercede if he de- decides differently. Absolutely. Um, we are sponsoring ourselves, obviously, with this uh electrofreedom.com. Save 20% with promo code Wolfpack on your electroculture antennas. Um, I have a whole bunch blanks made now a whole bunch cut i got a ton of inventory so and we're gonna have to start have at it laying out some uh different patterns now so you we can teach different yep. patterns um, how to lay the grids out go proing it and all that yes yep. in the garden showing you how to do it because remember it's not about whether you buy it from us i don't give a fuck if you don't buy it from us nope. please don't nope make it yourself Yep. When you make it yourself, it's so much more satisfying, folks. Mm-hmm. Do it yourself. The one thing, but that's why we're a horrible business model. We'll teach, we'll teach you, you how to do it. How to do it. Yep. Just do it yourself. Yep. Make your own. But if you want us to make them for you, we, happy to we, do that too. We can do that too. So if you're not around the woods and you can't be around the woods because you're interlocked in city, whatever, whatever, let us know. But these we don't have a problem with it. Containers, raised beds, in-ground gardens, and uh, yeah. Shit, just do it yourself. Change the whole frequency of your environment. Help yourself. Yeah. So It save. works year-round. 20% promo code Wolfpack. Yes. And Electrofreedom.com. Uh, and like I said, we'll see you back here tomorrow night, 545 at the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. For the Mick. And V. Lynn. Have a great Sunday, fuckers. Enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you back here. Monday night. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace.